I'm saying, Drew, is that if he says, I want to break this record, and I don't care if I stink anymore, what are they going to do? Say, sorry, Chief, you got to go to Columbus and do that? Like, let him play until he's 100. You should wait until I was finished eating. Uh, I said yeah, I that. What, what a jerk. I said that he I, I might not be able to break the record. Right, you're, but it, but he, you're presupposing he can play until he's 61. I'm saying he can't really play. He just does it anyway. You still got to be able to score. I understand. It's not consecutive games. Right, you, I, I get that. I'm just telling you. I, I don't st- think it's the slam dunk everyone thinks it is. I, I mean. I'm just telling you. I, I Maybe it's not. I think I, if you made me bet it right now, I bet he's going to do it. But if you said it's a guaranteed slam dunk, I'm going to buy season tickets next year because in game 80, 74 he's going to break the record, I'd say uh, you slow your roll. Right, but I, get, I, I understand everything you're saying. I'm saying that if it I'm took – I'm eating, by the way. It's Royal Farm Sandwich. <laughs> hey, <laughs> we'll deal with that later. Drew Forrester's here. If it took two years beyond that – and and everybody around there was like, God, he, he kind of stinks. That's mine. So, you know, if you can pull that back down, I wouldn't mind it. Um, God, he stinks now. Like, what, what are they going to do? Get rid of him? Not at all. They have no – they have nothing. There is no – they might as well change the name of the franchise. The, there is no Washington Capitals. It's the Washington Ovechkins. They're it's terrible. The, oh, I understand that. They're not winning. They're not winning 30 games. But they, I don't think they care about that. I think they understand what's going on now. I mean, I look, man, I don't care. Let's make that abundantly clear. I sure as hell have no emotions tied into this whatsoever. But I feel like they've just sort of accepted this is our identity. Who gives a rat's ass if we're awful? The point of this is just we have to do this for this guy. We gotta, well, they've got to do it for themselves. Right, because otherwise they're, they're maximizing, irrelevant. Right? Yeah, they're trying to maximize. I mean, the tickets next year, Lord only – nope. I mean, they've kind of already started. They're going to – they're going to start whoring themselves in December for next year. You got to buy a, you got to buy eight tickets this year mm-hmm. to see this terrible team. You got to buy this eight game package to get ticket opportunities for next year. Right, because next year that's when they're expecting March ish. Right. The Caps are going to go on this extended. What I think will happen with the schedule next year is they're going to front load their away schedule. Right, in order, and to then make they're going sure. to play five at home in late February. Go away for one, come back and play four more. Go away for two, come back and play seven. Like they're gonna, their schedule is gonna be insane at the at, at, in next make February. Make sure March. it happens at home, right? Yeah. And they'll have a Madison Square Garden game tucked in there somewhere, so that. Tell me, I forgot this book. That's gonna be really shameful. Sorry. They're Go gonna ahead. have a Madison Square Garden game tucked in there, right? Oh, I right. Mean, yeah, yeah, out of the the, the off chance uh, that hundred yeah, percent. Right. All right, Drew Forrester's here. Go that's Caps. As, that's as much of the Washington Capitals as we will talk about uh, ever uh, here on Glenn Clark Radio. They're terrible. Well, there you go. Yeah, God bless. Man. God bless. Well, at least their basketball team down there is very good. And the football team. Look at that. They got all sorts of stuff College football teams on. other than – Well, they don't have a college football team. I don't think the University of D.C. plays – But I guess Georgetown has Well, a Maryland team. has a team. Right, but that's in College Park. I'm not sure if you're – it's basically DC. Sure, if you're aware. Nice game against Illinois. Yeah, they killed it, didn't they? Drew Forrester, Drew's Morning Dish.com in studio with us here on a Wednesday morning because we forgot to change the locks again. A lot to do on the program today, coming up later on. Uh, Aaron Schatz is going to join us. The Ravens, once again, the number one DVOA team in all of football. Number one in all of football. Aaron What's Schatz. What's that stand for? 
That's the uh, the ma- I don't know what it actually stands for. Do you know what it stands for? It's like defensive yeah, value, value over, over average. Yeah, something. I think. But I, is it it's defensive? like an adjusted? Is that what well, it is? It's like they, adjusted for defense. Essentially, they they measure like neutrally who the best teams are in football. If you took what they did and projected against every team, they've got the Ravens number one. I don't team even know football. where this defensive started. Defensive adjusted value over average. Okay. Well, yeah. I don't know where it's this hyphenated. So that's why the A the defensive adjusted value. Yes. That makes yeah. sense. Okay. Well, I don't know where all this started. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Four years is, ago. Here we go. Seven here's, years ago. Here's Drew saying these numbers are all cockamamie. This person that started this should be punched in the face. Ah, yeah. There we go. There we go. Here's how you determine this. Yeah. How many points did you give up? It's not about measuring no, defense. No. It's not about that. That's the team with the best defense. I understand, but How this isn't about measuring. Thank you. But that, that's the team with the best right. defense. Because as you know, it's the exact same thing to do that against the Chiefs as it is to do that against See? You you're going to get punched. As now, the, the you're, Falcons. You're it's the get, exact same gonna, thing. Now you're going to get punched the in the face. The exact same thing to do that. Now Everybody knows that. The it's the exact same concept. How many points you give up? Right. I, again... Facing Sam Howell, the exact same as facing Patrick Mahomes. Can I just say this real quick? Because I don't know what he's doing currently. If you want him to run down and get us two more sandwiches. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. They were that good, huh? Oh, my God. They were that good. And that Royal Farm, I tell you. uh, uh, By the way, I don't want you to look now, but Rashad Bateman hasn't missed a game yet this season. What's the? 12. What's the bet? You got to take us uh, to the Asian kitchen, dog. I'm I'm not taking him. (laughs) I mean. I don't have that I'm, kind of. I don't have yeah. that kind of money. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not. I was on the bad end of a Caps Maple Leafs oh, over boy. last night. Oh, oh boy! <laughs> you know it's a bad. You know it's terrible. I'm now to the point. I did have a huge win on Nikita Kucherov scoring two goals for Tampa the other yeah. night. Yeah, but you know it's really bad. When last night I've got, I'm, I am watching, watching the Rangers game, screaming about that. Panini guy or Parini or whatever the hell his name mm. is. Panarin. Yes. Pan- Panarin. Yeah, Pan- Panarin. Yes. I am screaming for him to score. Mm. I mean, you might, that's how bad it is. You know, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, oh, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Yeah. I got. Yeah. I mean, you're, I'm, yeah, I'm screaming like Stamkos. Get an assist. Just an assist. I just need. Plus a half of an assist from you. Well, I'm sorry, buddy. Are you going to be all right? Or? I'm good. Yeah. I'll be back at it tonight. Yeah. <laughs> You're not a quitter. I know no, that no, about no. you. I'm going to be right There's back at it. No baseball. There's one thing I know about you. No baseball. You're Can you imagine if at quitter. the beginning of the year you walked up to the window in Vegas and said, hey, give me 100 on Arizona and Texas oh, did, in the did World you Series. you see uh, Cheesesteak Dave had a ticket on the Orioles and Diamondbacks being in the World Series? Oh. He had it. I think. What would that have paid? Oh man, hundred grand. Hang on a second. Let me see. I mean, it depends on how much you bet. I think he bet twenty dollars, and it would have paid twenty five thousand. Okay, so a hundred, it would have paid a hundred grand. Hang on, let me double. Let me, let me double check this. Let me make sure that I got this right because I think he shared it last night. Old cheesecake Dave. So yeah. Arizona made it, and if the Orioles, oh, I mean, yeah, Orioles. there you go. Uh, it was the Orioles. It was a two leg parlay. Orioles and Diamondbacks paid twenty dollars. Would have paid twenty five thousand four hundred twenty dollars. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I yeah. mean, the good news for him is he he didn't have to sweat that out. No. I mean, because, no, it was no. taken care of pretty I'm quickly. I'm saying, in the like, playoffs. you'd be. Yes. He would have had. First of all, who? What, what platform was it? Uh, I can't tell what that one is. Okay. I mean, he would have had a buyout opportunity anyway. 
in the regular season, he would have. But no, with once the playoffs started, he'd had a buyout opportunity. I mean, they were, if the Orioles would have won their first series. I, that's what I'm saying. If, somebody, that been, if that had been the case, but they didn't. No, no, no. But I'm saying if they, they would have beat – when I say they'd have to sweat it out, it wasn't like he had the Orioles and last night they I, lost game six or I, seven at I home. I agree, but there was also never a good opportunity to really cash out. The Diamondbacks were never considered likely to make the World Series, so I don't think he was offered much. Like maybe he was no, offered – you're missing the point. Had the Orioles – I understand what you were saying. Okay. I'm adding to it. Well, I don't want you to add to it. We're not debating. Let now. my thing stand on we its can own merit. We have our own thing. No, you can't. No, we can. That's the way. What the are you doing, by the way, for the anniversary? Which anniversary? What anniversary are we celebrating? The station. What station? The old radio station. What? There's an anniversary. Is, is there anniversary of it going away? No. <laughs> I don't understand what you're saying. It actually still is a radio station. It's, it's not, not a sport. A, it's not a radio station. I don't know what oh, it, it is because you can get it. it. Now you're doing shtick. It's no, a radio station. It's I, not a sports radio station. If you want to say it's still a signal, I'll listen to that. It might still be a signal, but you don't just get to say you're a radio station if you don't do programming. You like, call this Glenn Clark Radio. I understand that, but I've never alleged that it was a radio station. And you don't do radio. I under, I agree wholeheartedly. Hey, how about Loyola soccer? What What are we doing? What are we? Home field, right? Home why ice. do we keep doing this? Home ice. Why? Every time I say, you know what, it'd be better off if we don't. Why do we keep doing this to ourselves? Because I got a contract. Do you? <laughs> well, yeah. You got to look into that, yeah. man. Well, we got to look into that. between Stan and I. Oh. oh boy. <laughs> I would love to know what's in that contract. <laughs> would love to know. Between, I went up. I went up to the. Uh, between Stan and I. I went up to the five star. On Thank Friday. you, Stan. I went up to the five star on Friday. And bumped into our friend John Maroon, right? Okay. Like, so, or Thursday. Whatever day I was up there. I went up. I'd never been up there before. I right. wanted I had no idea. Every time we had to mention something about it, I had no idea what I was talking. I was talking out of my ass. Right. Well. So, yeah, I know. I've, why has I mean, it ever stopped me before? Yeah, I understand. Right. Trust me. We're in agreement in, about it. I'm not going to get into that. Right. So I said, let me go up there and look around and see if I can get a feel for what this thing is. And I get up there and I see our old friend John Maroon from Maroon PR. And John's like, here, I'll, I'll drive you around. I'll show you the, the cross-country course. I'll show you the whole thing. And he said, you just missed Stan. And I said, oh, Stan was up here? And he said, yeah. And he said, Stan's always got a lot of really interesting questions. <laughs> I said, yeah, like what? Like he was talking to a rider and he said, well, at, at what age can the horse be for you to start training it to do these types of things? And the rider looked at him like, I have no earthly idea. <laughs> I said, that sounds like a Stan question. That's why like, Stan's it, one of the best it, ever. In a really strange way, it's actually interesting, right? <laughs> like, in a very strange way, you're like, all right, okay, I'll I'll hear you out on that one. But no one has an answer to the question. What do you got, you Lamar? You want to set the Lamar meter? For what? If they plays in they, December? No, if they're going to win the Super Bowl <laughs> in the next five years. It you you want to set? Oh, God, you why would know, I let you do this? You why? already know what I'm going to He's going to do the same thing. Now, you want to find something to no, only the only number that's been wildly different was been the week that I let Stan set the Lamar meter. So if you want to be the I, second, I mean, you guest already know set, what I'm going to say. You want to be the guest setter? But no, no, no. Listen to me for a second. We're not doing the bit. We're not doing shtick. I'm not doing shtick. No, you are doing shtick. Mathematically, don't tell me when I'm. You got to measure that there are 32 teams in the NFL and probably 10 of them that have a chance this year. But you said in his contract. I understand that. But there are still 32 teams. And next year, other teams might have a chance. This notion, you, you got to do actual math when it comes to this. You can't just say, I think it's going to happen. Like, you, you got you to gotta actually be willing to, to do it. Think about it and set the number. Do you want to set the number or not? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 100%. <sighs> 
<laughs> he wants to 100% he wants to do Canceled. it. Canceled. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. All right. Well, we try. We try. I mean, they're going to win a Super Bowl in his contract. It's just true. I, I don't come to your house and chew gum, do I? Maybe you should. Yeah, maybe I uh, should. Maybe you should come meet Knox. I don't come over to Drew's Morning Dish and take maybe it over you, and just... You ask me to give you a number. I don't I say, think suddenly the write, Ravens... I allow you to you write, write whatever nonsense book. things you want <laughs> to write You can write this in the book. I'm, I'm telling you. Right, right, 84%. No, if you'd like to participate, I'm okay with you participating. It's not legitimate. You have to come up with a legitimate well, what's number? number. The number, last time, was 24%. Who's, 25, that, whose number is that? It was the number I said. Okay, well, that's wrong. How'd you get there? <laughs> I did you the math. you got to do actual math. I understand that. That's the actual math I did. You uh, start... First of all, you're no smarter than me when well, it comes to math. Again, we agree about that concept when it comes to math in right, general. Right. But this, you're just doing shtick of, oh, dude, they're going to win one. You know damn well how difficult it is to win a Super Bowl. You know how tough it is. I think they could win one this year. They might. I'm not yeah. disagreeing with it. That, that's why I'm giving them a 25% chance. But if I'm going to let you set the Lamar meter... You've got to take All it right. seriously. Okay, 4%. Because when's the Super Bowl? February? Yeah. Because he never plays in January or February. Thank you. So, yeah, 4%. Move it. Move it. We just want to take a break. <laughs> we just want to. Move that meter. Can, how about this? What time can you stay till? Uh, I'm here till 1. Till <laughs> Because I'm doing 12 to oh, 1. New, God. New no, thing. we're doing adding a new hour to the <laughs> new thing on Wednesdays. God. Yep. We're good. I mean, what else are we going to talk about? They they won 100 to 6. How'd Detroit look? Yeah, they didn't, they oh, didn't, my gosh. They didn't look legit. I know that much. Oh, my gosh. Would you, would you, would you play along? We, gotta set the, we forgot to set it All yesterday. Right. Play along. 42%. All right. There you go. Plus, All right. plus 50. No. That's... <laughs> Right, 42%. It's pretty good. 42% but is the I, number. But I want it on the record that I think it's 100%. Under duress. <laughs> you're doing this. You want it on I the want record. It, I want it on the record. That's actually under duress. That that's a number you made me come up with. Because yeah. then I'm going to get these nitwits say, Oh, Drew, you don't Drew believe doesn't in believe in Lamar. Drew hates Lamar. Yeah, well, it won't be the dumbest thing you've said. <laughs> I, I don't even know that it goes in the top 10. I don't know that it works that I've got a, quite a list. Yeah. You think? What do you think is on your list of the dumbest things you've ever said? Because I know it's number one with a bullet. I add a new entry this year, and it is number one with a bullet on the list of dumbest things I ever said. What was yours? Oh, Drew. Let me hear it. I, by the way, not just said, but bet a very small amount of American dollars on. Okay, let me hear it. The dumbest thing I have definitively ever said was, okay. just you watch, the Chicago Bears will win the NFC North. Oh, my gosh. By Far. Oh my gosh! Number one now. That is as dumb as it was to say they're not losing to Duke all those years ago. This one surpasses it. Okay. Hey, did you see the Tom Pelissero thing over the weekend? About what? I no. Mean, about if, if you know, you know. I, I don't follow the right. They, they were no, no, no. It was a video clip from the NFL Network as they were setting up the Ravens Lions matchup. They were okay. revisiting what happened the last time the Ravens played the Lions. Oh, don't tell me. Wait. Do, do you have, you, have no. you not seen? No, Griffin, pull up, pull up. Trying the clip. to find it. Pull oh, up no. the clip. Why is it Did worth I spell it? his name wrong? Dude, is it worth well, it? I don't know if you have to search. Ah, hang on, I'll find. I, I, I've definitely saved it because I was going to share it the night on one hundred five seven. The fan. Uh, it, it can be shared. It can be shared. Well, I mean, someone all over Twitter. Okay. 
I mean, it was. Yeah, but, uh, it you sounds, can share anything on Twitter. But it sounds to me like there's. Well, a, I mean, I don't know if they wanted. Word. I don't know if they wanted it, but you can share anything on on Twitter. Yeah, I got it. Here we go. All right. You, what was? Uh, I've, what was I'll, the account? Well, I, look, I I got. He's you. got it already. I'm all linking. Right. I'm sending you the link. All right, I'm all sending. Right. Pull up your email. Open all up right. the link. And you'll have it. Tom Pelissero and okay. whoever this other guy is. John, is it Garofolo? No. It is Garofolo. Yeah. Okay. Wearing their hoodies for some reason on television. Well, it, no, it's NFL Plus. It's like their is little, that what it is? Yeah, it's like their little it's just for to, the hip. It's for the hip people. They can like hang out, I guess. Okay, yeah. sure. We're just hanging out. Yeah, just us guys. Just us guys. We're hanging out with our hoodies on hanging and no out. pants. I mean, well, hang on. Yeah, I mean. Every time I did TV, right. I chose to wear no pants. All right, here we go. For, dude, when, when the station the first. Purify- uh, what oh, is there an ad? No. The, uh, what are you doing? Oh, over I, there? I I forgot the pause. Something I in the never background. know what he's doing over there. Right. Oh, and I might have that ready too. Jesus oh. Christ! Okay. You never you know what you want to hear. You, you the meatloaf. Oh, we've got that. Yeah, yeah. Why don't we you pull up now. and show the video? The meatloaf. Oh, on the. Yeah, we now have the ability to do that. We're still working through all the kinks. We can now show these videos. We can actually pull the... them up on the the show itself. We don't have to just play the audio. We can show the videos, but we're still adjusting to that world in which we do these types of things. So our apologies pardon our dust. So they're setting up Garofolo and Pelissero. They're together, and they're setting up. You know what happened the last time the Ravens sure. played the Lions? And I think we all remember what right. happened. But for this time, it was a blowout. The last time, not the case. Right, right, right. It was a very close game down to the wire and required some heroics at the end of the game. Right. It's just that the way that Tom Pelissero remembers it, is slightly different. Okay. Now these are experts. The, look, man, these are the guys. These are the okay. NFL Network stars. The way that he remembers, I mean, they're it, not Rich Eisen. And a lot of people wanted to be. Right. But they're not. You know, they're. This is. You got it. You yes. be good. Okay. Here, here we, go. we go. They need Jameer Gibbs to go out and make some plays against a non-conference opponent, but a really good team. One that there's still some of those they ghosts used of that. Justin Tucker banging a 60-year-old, 60-yard uh, field goal over the off the uh, crossbar and through. You want to give that to us one more, one more time, year. just in case anybody they missed need it, needs Jameer to pick it up on the rebound? Make some plays against a non-conference opponent, but a really good team, one that there's still some of those ghosts of Justin Tucker banging a 60-year-old, 60-yard uh, field goal yep. over the, off that's the not, uh, crossbar totally, and through. That's not how I remember it. Totally intentional. Totally, totally intentional. Okay. Totally. One, but is that it just... It must be. They're trying to get people over NFL. Let's get the I, intentional meter up. I Okay. Okay. It, it, 100%. Where, where intentional. are we with that now? Because do you just assume that any time anything like that happens now, it's is that where you're at? No, but that was intentional. I don't know that with those guys they would have them do that. I don't know they would... Like, I, if it was... Remember, did you see the... Remember the Michael Penix thing from last week? Pretty funny. Did you see the Desmond? No. Do you Where pe- have I been? Do you, do, what do you do? Well, I'm in season two of Ted Lasso again. Oh, good. I'm rewatching. Have you watched Wrexham? A little bit of it. What it's mean, good. A little bit. It's a l- great. It, it's it's, a, it's, it's a really a good. Wonderful. It's show. really good. Have you actually spent time? Like, would you sit down? Why did you watch? You don't need to watch Ted Lasso again. You should spend I'm, some time well, with. Well, I'm a Jamie Tart fan. Right, don't get me wrong. This so is the one where we he all takes are. His shirt yeah, off. Yeah. We all enjoy it. You should spend some time with Wrexham. It's okay. Really. I, I, and I don't care at all, right? Like, I care. I, I'm not even. I'm on uh, Bill Burr's new movie. Old Dads. Old Dads. <laughs> just because. I just, yeah. How old were you when you became, when, uh, when Ethan was born? I was 40. Yeah, that's what I thought. You you do no. definitely. No, no, no. 
Yeah, you were older than 43. 40. Yeah. Yeah, because he's, well, I mean, he's like 30 now. Yeah, so. he looks like he's 30. He, had, he shared a picture so last of him the other night, day. So, so last night at Curly, I'll pull show, up the, pull let up me show the, you the, the picture. The, the Desmond Howard Penix thing. Okay. Because that one, you know. Okay, Drew's got a picture of his adult son. <laughs> I swear, the last time I saw him, I looked in there and I was like, what, what is this guy doing my taxes? Like, what is it? You're just going to back off now? You're going to stop doing the show? No, I'm trying to We've find We've reached the portion picture. of the program. Hey, you can picture. do both things. Know, you can still engage anyway, in the program he, while you. He is. I'm up I'm up the top of the stadium last night at Coward Hall watching the soccer game. Right. He wanders down. He's right by um, the field, right, right, right near the fence. And he has four girls to Uh-oh. his right. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Four of them. Okay. So I send him a text and say, who are those girls? He responds and says, don't come down here. Well, first of all, <laughs> I, I, knew, I knew he was a strapping young lad. I did not know how smart he was. I don't know where he gets his brains from, but that's a smart kid. Second of all, have you dealt with, like, has he had a girlfriend yet? Has there been an actual relationship yet where he's referred to someone as his girlfriend? And You want to play that? I don't know what's... That's him looking up at me. Okay, but there's a little bit of distance there. It doesn't seem like he's actively uh, uh, engaged he, with those. He was. Okay, all he right. He just kind of happened to stand. Right, has there been a girlfriend yet? Look at him looking at me. I understand. I don't blame him. Stay um, away. That's He's smart about that. Has I, there been a girlfriend? I uh, no. Okay. Not a girlfriend. He's, yeah, he's as, trying to keep as all he says, options open. As he says to me. I don't blame him. As he says to me. I have a 25-man roster for a reason. There you go. There you go. It's 26 now. I know, but he's yeah. like, I, I got a bunch of people wanting some playing time, Dad. Right. I just, yeah, and, and like, smart. He says, That's smart. He says so there's much, no need. He's very young. He no says need to so commit. much insane stuff to me. I'm like, who no, are you? No need to commit. I'm with him. I am with him. I'm Don't. bringing somebody up from the from the minors. They're all they're going to do is steal his hoodies. That's it. That's right. all they're going to do. Right. Keep your hoodies. Wait. Tell him to wait till the spring. Wait till the spring, and then he'll be good. Maybe he has a nice date. Do a, he's got a prom coming up? He's going to the NDP ring dance next week. Well, he's clearly got a date for that. I, oh, he does. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, but that's yeah. not a girlfriend. Nah, that's just, that's a, just uh, these people are insane. They just ask each other to go. Then I say to him, hey, how was your dance at Coward Hall? They don't even spend any time together. Yeah, he goes, I don't know. She yeah, yeah, I, She went I, with her friends. and I'm yeah. like, did you talk to her? Did you dance with her? He what goes, was, I saw her at one point. I tried to get a Starburst from her, but she didn't have any more. But does he have other friends that go to the? They NDP? do the same thing. Okay, all right. The, the guys they take all these, go and, hang and out. And the amazing and... thing is the girls. Yeah. Get, I mean, I'm saying this complimentary to them. The girls get dressed up like they're Miss America. Uh huh. They look awesome. Mm-hmm. They meet. They do the pictures. They got the flowers. They, they got the whole nine yards. Then they go to the thing. And they don't see each and other the again. The guys go over the here, and the yeah. girls are there, and it's over. It was not I, like we did all that when I was in high school, but we actually danced. No, no, no. Nah. But we would now, get Ethan in, we would dance. get in trouble for our dancing. We would get in, Ethan I don't will know if dance, they, but it's not like he's going there for some romantic interlude. He's just there because it's an event. It's well, a I gotta thing go. To, it's a thing to do on yeah, a Saturday. So I got asked to go to the NDP dance. I'm like, good for you. Mrs. You know, Mrs. Clark went to NDP. Oh, nice. So, okay. Are you aware of the NDP uniform? Uh, loosely. So, uh, so you know, I of course came up in the era of Britney Spears, right? Like, and the the whole Catholic schoolgirl thing. So, I, the, I swear to God, I met Mrs. Clark 
like a month later, I went to a wedding with her and her friends. And this guy that I did not know at all at the time that was married to one of her friends, like saddles up next to me, like we're old pals, you know, like at the end of a long night of drinking, puts his arm around me. He's like, so have you asked her to put the uniform on yet? And I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> like, what? The hell? Duh. What? The hell? Like, I didn't even, you know, I didn't even, like, like what do you mean? Did I ask her? To, no, I just ask her to take her clothes off. Like, like what do you mean, Dwight? He's, like, he's like, don't do it, man. It's going to ruin it for you. Apparently, NDP's uniform is like a smock. It's just like Lord. a smock and some saddle shoes. Lord. He's like, he's sitting there opening his heart. He's like, oh, I was thinking, I got a girl. She came from a Catholic school. I'm going to get her to put the uniform on in bed. Man. Yeah, this is going to be my moment. Yeah, Jeets. It turns out. Yeah, yeah, yeah Jeets. All right, buddy. Uh, hey, uh. Then you went home and said, hey, Margaret. Yeah, yeah right, you want to put that? You'll still have that, do you? <laughs> Just an outside chance. <laughs> I told her this story, and she's like, "She's like, yeah, we like none of us. We all like found excuses to take the uniform off at some point during the day." And, and like, you yeah, said that. That sounds that, good that, to that, me. That's the idea. Sounds right. good to me. Now we have two kids. So anyway, all right. This was uh, this right. was from college game day. I, I think that first one was intentional. Well, okay. I, we I, can I talk just, about that. In I a believe second. that. This. Do you think the guy threw it? The guy. Uh, do you think Abreu threw it, Garcia? Probably. 100%. No. But I also... 100%. This, he threw I, it. Are we going to actually have a conversation about this? I'm having a conversation, have a conversation about, about it. it? He 100% threw at him. Here's what I would and say. And Gavin Sheets what thinks Rosenthal, that too. Okay. What Rosenthal said afterwards is insane. Where he's like, obviously he didn't. That's nonsense. He, he did. I, th- but that, I don't agree with that. I think... I think there is an, a preponderance of evidence that would suggest it. Yeah, like standing there for four seconds and watching your uh, ball fly out of the stadium. I understand that. I think there's a preponderance of evidence that suggests it. But I also, I actually brought you up. If you ever want to have a... You you used to do a very bad bit because you were good. betting on the games. And so you cared way more passionately about this than you should have. And okay. instead of having a legitimate conversation about a head injury... Do you remember when they first introduced the idea of a neutral observer pulling a player off the field for a head injury? Yes. You raged about it. Was it was terrible. You it's raged still a terrible it. idea. No, no, it's not. It is. It's exactly what needs Don't to be done. Don't tell me who can play and can't the play. players, the teams, will not protect the players. we got games to win. I, exactly right. we got... Exactly. This is my guy over here. we got this games. This is Drew Forrester. We have... Give them all concussions. We have... Forrester is what... <laughs> we got games to win. Drew... Drew similarly used to suggest they all be injected with steroids when they went to the play. No, what I said is they should be announced. Oh, announced whether they were using steroids. What or a, just part and of, now here's Tim Timmons. Oh, he's yep, an umpire. Yep. Now. <laughs> yep, here's Rafael Palmero. Yeah. Rafael's been on an interesting cocktail the last two months, folks. <laughs> using it, the cream and the clear. All right. Yep. Fatty, <laughs> Meanwhile, Rafael for call, just the clear. Number 25, five. Yeah. Uh, on uh, whatever. Anyway, um, what he told uh, you. You would really enjoy. You may have. I know you've had him on before. I spent all day Monday with Gavin in a I FCA event. Yeah. You you would break out in hives if you had a discussion with him. He, I don't know. I don't know that he would say all of this on the record. So right. I don't know that you'd get the the best out of him on sure. the record. But sure. off the record, you would break out in hives if you talked to him about the unwritten rules. Oh, wait. Is he a defender of them? He is. Oh, God. No. no. He, is. he is. I like him so much. I, I do, too. And Why and I, and damn I always say this. Like, this is the weirdest part. I, there is no question in my mind he threw it to Garcia. 
And the same way, there's no question in my mind Chapman threw at that guy the other night when they were ahead 11-3. to three. Well, okay, hang on a second. No, no, no. This is where we're going to push back because if Chapman was intentionally trying to do anything, he, it wouldn't have worked. He, well, that's he true. Pitch he is anymore. terrible. He's got off. He's terrible. It's almost shtick. This is like when, no, when, I agree. When, when the Orioles in 2012 like woke up one morning he, like, oh, crap, we're good. We can't just keep giving away a roster terrible. spot to Ryan Flaherty. And then they were like, well... We're going to do it anyway. It's sort of like that. He's like terrible. the Rangers are good, and yet and they're just going to keep. And this look on his face gives it away a little. Like right. it might be shtick. But anyway, I, 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 here's what I would say. So it sounds like I am defending it, and I guess I'm really just saying that th- this is all just filed under kind of it, it is what it is. As soon as Garcia got back to the dugout after he pimped that home run, there was no question in my mind. Guys on the du- on the bench said to him, "You're going to get drilled. You just are. You should be ready for it, and you shouldn't be pissed off about it. You're. It's it's the nature of unintended consequences. You you stood there and pimped a home run, and that's your. You're no, welcome yeah. to do that. You're going to get hit, and if you don't get hit, and this is what, this is what baseball players get upset about. If you don't get hit, I might get hit. And now I am pissed off with you. Just drop the bat and run around the bases. Right? So I'm not, again, it sounds like I'm defending it. I'm not. not. I can't believe anyone. I can't believe we're still this petulant. I can't believe. The umpires are the worst. They throw those guys out for no reason. It's laughable. I agree with that. But what I'm saying, I just can't believe this many adults are this petulant. Like, it's insanity. It, it, if you talk to Gavin, you should do this one time. You should definitely. I've talked to other guys You should about have, this. you know, you would love it. I mean, you would love oh, to have I, I, a me, baseball I, conversation with him off the record, but he would tell right. you. I mean, he told me all kinds of great stuff on Monday about uh, some of it about the Orioles, some of it about not. And I don't mean like, I'm not talking about dirt. I'm talking about baseball stuff. Like, here's what was wrong with Grayson Rodriguez at the beginning of the season. Here's what they fixed. Here's it, he's just got okay. He's got great stuff about Otani. He's got great stuff about Texas. Um, you know they, the, he just he's Gavin's really really a smart kid. I I agree. I and, love and he'll that. tell you about you know he he said Garcia was going to get hit. Te- arrange it so we can do our um our, like our our because we got to start making plans about the helping out mission this year. He'll do that with us. Yeah, arrange it so that, that he'll, he'll come out. And I'll get I'll get Steve Johnson to come with us and, hey, 100% and we'll do a whole do we'll do a whole thing. He would night, do that. Right? In a heartbeat. Like we'll do a whole uh, fun night somewhere one night. 100%. I don't know. I don't know where where we're at. If you have a different place you'd like to do it this year, I don't know. But we'll yeah, let's mix it up and we'll do something else. But he he Gavin would do that for sure. No, I, I had no doubt. Yeah. I love I love Gavin. Gavin's a great guy. Anyway, I say all this. Well, to you, say, you keep I do saying think petulant. It. it I, I, how's it, it going to change? I think that's part. Of, I think part of it how's is it change. You're just brought up where it's normal. You come up through the game and it's just because sort of it's accepted. been that way for a hundred. I years. understand that, but on the surface level and in walking into it, it's petulant. The guy hit a home run. He's not allowed to enjoy hitting a big home run in the biggest moment of his life. It's absurd. It's this. they showed him, by the way. Yeah, they sure did, didn't they? <laughs> Well, he he kicked their ass. Oh my gosh! Jesus Christ! Imagine oh. imagine it, being a fan of a team. I, like, they did no, win that game, which was they did like, win the game. But the, it, the, cra- crazy. the crazier part to me is is being the fan of the team that you feel not you don't feel sorry for at all because they won two World Series, but they've somehow lost two series, two series where they won every road game and lost every home game. It's bonkers, bonkers. I, mean, I don't know what's more. Out. I don't know what's more alarming. That stat, Nationals. You know, 
I went two, right. three, three and two, and yeah. lost the next yeah. two. I don't know if that doing that in two years or the Rangers not losing a playoff game on the road is more impressive. Yeah, it's crazy. It really is crazy. It's really it? hard. It's, it's nuts. It's I mean, Arizona's good. Nuts. They're six and two on the road. They only know. lost. They only lost the first two in Philly. I don't know. I don't but, know. And by the way, I'm over the. This is a boring world. Get get the entire f out of here with all that. Like I'm so dude. This is the World Series. I'm so sorry. It's not. I I get it. The Phillies' story seemed like a little bit better because it involved Bryce Harper and their atmospheric games. But get the entire f out of here with that. Like I just it missed me with. You, the, so you don't think? And and I wrote about this this morning. Like you don't think. wouldn't have been better if it would have been the Braves and the Orioles like the baseball what maybe the baseball is good it doesn't really the baseball's matter. been unbelievable no I'm, well you don't know that yet the World Series well, has started the, pl- but the teams that have won in the playoffs have provided us some yeah, pretty yeah, yeah. damn good theater um I, 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 think, I God, think what this does is it really it really is an indicator about what the regular season is it, that I have no on I have no problem with discussing whether it's a good thing that an 84 win team can make the that's kind of what World I wrote series. about today like is, I have is, no issue with talking about that do you openly. realize the Padres won 82 game now they, they flipped right at the end of the year the Padres won nine of the last 10 the Diamondbacks won two of their last 10 like they right. flipped right so it wasn't really a two game margin but it was the, 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 this could be the Padres. This could be the Padres. If the Padres win two more games in June, they they could be there sure. right now. They could like, be. It's bizarre. They could be, 100%. So it, it definitely – And for, somebody would say that's why the regular season does matter, right? Like but would some, you someone's rather, argument so would be – So what would you rather have? Would you rather have had what you just have with the Orioles, mm-hmm. or would you rather them be the Diamondbacks? This is crazy. That actually pops up on Would You Rather Wednesday. Yeah, which one would some, you rather have? Hang on. I, I'll, we'll go, we won't do all of Would You Rather Wednesday right now. Eh. Save it. Save it, because it does pop up. Something very similar to that pops up in Would You Rather Wednesday today. So save it. Two thoughts before we got to take a break, because it's somehow already 1034. And we haven't done anything. We've accomplished nothing so far today. The first thought is, as far as the Abreu thing is concerned, I am not worked up about the fact that they bumped the suspension until next year. I'm not. I'm not either. In a weird way, I I appreciate Major League Baseball saying – there's if if that guy comes out of the, the you know if somebody runs out of the bullpen and goes out and slugs Garcia on the field then yeah suspend him during the playoffs there's no gray area there but when there's just enough gray area for them to say well the way the rules are written you can't replace a suspended player on the roster we would be making it 25 on 26 for the playoffs we would in a way be manipulating a potential result of a playoff series and creating an eternal what if, like, did that happen because he got suspended? And is there any room that it wasn't just? I am okay with Major League Baseball saying we're not going manip- to manipulate this playoff series. We'll push the suspension back to the regular season. I would agree with that. I know a lot of people called him cowards for it. I have no issue with it. Yeah, I don't it. either. We have not, I have not at all this week discussed the Michigan thing on this show. I have not talked about it on this show. In part because I still don't really know how I feel about it. I am in a very odd place with the Michigan thing. I well, you're a Michigan fan. I'm, yeah, it's exactly. Everybody knows that about me. I'm. Right. I'm uh, you didn't I'm, say it. I'll finish it for I'm, you. I'm, I'm what Bo Schembecker Fini- was looking for. Finish the sentence. Uh, Michigan's going to be coached by a Michigan man. Right. And I am a Michigan man. Right. Everybody knows that about right. me. Who was it? That they, uh, Bill Frieder, right? That they fired in Harbaugh order to. Lover. Yeah, that's exactly. Mister, <laughs> it doesn't feel like to win. You ever won anything? I'm yeah. that guy. You ever won anything, John? I am in this strange place with it, where I feel somewhat similar to how I feel about how I felt about the Astros thing 
I don't doubt that it's pretty clear that what Michigan was doing was steps beyond what anybody else was doing. All that being said, the coaches, there have been some that have been flatly honest about it, others that have been dismissive of the value of sign stealing in general. Some coaches will tell you, of course, everybody's trying to steal, steal each other's signs. Others, like Deion Sanders, said, I, I could steal all the signs I want. You could tell me that I'm, Emmett Smith's running the ball right now. Nobody was going to stop it. Like that Football's not the same as baseball. The point that Deion Sanders made was, in baseball, if I know a certain pitch is coming, I have a giant advantage. Whereas in football, Huge. there's 11 guys on the field. You could tell me, and we see this all the time, the Ravens were outright announcing for years in the Greg Roman era, we're going to run the ball, and yet they were able to go bulldoze everyone in anyway when everyone knew they were going to run the ball. I, I'm conflicted about it. There is a part of it that says, why have a rule if you don't enforce it, right? Like, what is the point of And this is the Astros thing. The Astros thing was you can't use technology. Everybody's going to try to steal Steins, but you're not allowed to use technology in order to do it. So then you come to a place of, well, why have that rule in place? But if you weren't actually doing anything to prevent it ahead of time, I'm going to guess that there were other teams that were attempting to figure out systems too. Maybe they didn't get to the Astros level, but we know that there were other teams that were actively stealing signs. We, we got that information. And my assumption is that more teams were. My guess is that more teams have tried to steal signs and maybe have even have tried to go to another level in order to do it. I don't think they were paying for one of their staffers to fly around the country to watch every game and record every sign and try to create – do you see the video this week? Apparently the Ohio State game last year, they literally had like a notebook of all of the signs – like prepared uh, for that. So, yes or no, it's it's right for him to do that. It's not right, no. Okay. So I guess here would be my first thing, and I and I'm going to go back to I'm going to use Belichick and Brady as an example. Do you, Do you think Bill Belichick knew that Tom Brady deflated the footballs? Do you Do you really think he did? <sighs> yes. You do. I do. Okay. I and I, I, I don't think Bill Belichick. Could have, could could have cared I, I, that less. Part, I agree that he didn't care. I do think you he, think he knew that because I don't think he viewed it as a sort of cheating scam. I think he viewed it as this is the way that Tom Brady likes the football, and we want to make sure the footballs are where Tom Brady likes them. And much like what a lot of people said, other quarterbacks backs like footballs at certain levels too. Everybody had their Aaron own. Rodgers. And Joe Flacco both said they overinflated them. Correct. Like, I don't – I think Bill well, Belichick – Isn't that – I mean, again, isn't that – I never thought Tom Brady cheated. But if Tom Brady cheated, didn't Aaron Rodgers and Joe Flacco cheat? Arguably, I yes. mean, they inf overinflated them. This is the pressure. This right. is the legal it's pressure. It's supposed to be it's between this right. and this. Right. So now – Now, the, you, qu the question being, did they cheat to create an advantage? Is the, they, did it, well, sure, they, they cheated to create an advantage for – their, their hands preference. or their style. Right. Right. Their so here's so do you so now do you believe Jim Harbaugh knew about this? I think it's insane to think that Jim Harbaugh didn't know about this. Right. Do you in fact in fact we can, having seen uh, uh, the sign of course having he seen knew. him hold the notebook of uh, the of course he knew. Yes. Do you think he under under his do you think it was under his direction? And and let me give you the example. There's a staff of three, I'll just say. There's a staff of three guys responsible for um, – who's Maryland play this week? Northwestern? Yes. And then next week they play who? 
They play Penn State next week. There, there, there are there, and there may not be three guys at Maryland because I don't know that their budget allows for that. But there are guys right now at Maryland whose job is watching prepare, Penn State. Yep, Penn State, mm-hmm. no, not this game. This yep. game is yep. done. Advanced scouting. Yes, they. I'm assuming that they have within that department. They have some sort of budget or the at least the authority to if the rules allowed in the in the college they would have the ability to fly around go to the games right but the rules don't allow for that right that how did this guy get to the games to me that's the biggest question that if you want to uncover how much Michigan's responsible for this how do he get there did 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 Jim Harbaugh say to him, I want to know everything I need to know about Iowa on my desk Monday morning? And that kid goes, yes, sir, three bags full, sir. Gotcha, sir. And did he get in his car doing the job he – because now he wants to be the – I think he actually passed him one for the little girl who lived down the lane. But, I don't think but he was – Do you – but he wants to be the next de- defensive line coach yes. or the next defensive coordinator. Quality control analyst, He, he wants to go from $86,000 yes. a year – to six hundred thousand dollars. Was fifty five thousand dollars. Whatever. Is what he was making. Okay. He wants to go from fifty five grand to eight hundred grand, or as we call it, fifty five griffins. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> right. Right. So, did he then say, "Coach, I'll get you everything on Iowa you ever wanted. I'll see you next Monday." And did he get in his car and drive to Iowa, buy a ticket, go in, do do whatever it was he was doing, come back? Put the program together, give it to Jim Harbaugh, and Jim said, "I tell you, Glenn, this is great work, buddy. You're yeah, you're making if, something out of yourself." If your question is, "Did Jim Harbaugh manage this operation?" That is that it. That I, is the word. I I would om- I would say I'd be surprised by that because I I just think that being the head coach, you probably have too many things going on to to also take on managing that operation. But it's sort of like asking, did was was Alex Cora singularly responsible for the the Astros thing? When he right? came in like, with the information on Iowa, did Jim Harbaugh say to him, "Where'd you get this from?" No, no, was not concerned. I, I did, did you you don't. I don't think, think there's a chance you, in hell that Jim Harbaugh was worried about whether where that information. No, 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 came not w- not where. That's it's not that's not the question. Did, Do I think did that Jim, Jim Harbaugh, know he went to the games? Yes, I I think there's all a one hundred percent. He might not have known who it was. Jim Harbaugh might not have been aware of it at some point. And he if you're aware right, if you're right, and I, and I think you are, then they're wrong. Now, here's the flip side to it. I, I think I've said this to you guys before. I've said it here. But I used to play in this Friday event in York, Pennsylvania. I still play in it. I've played it for 20 years. Every Friday you go and you play. It's 18 holes. Uh, 110 people play every Friday. It's, it's phenomenal. And the first three years, everyone would come in and say, hey, by the way, uh, the guy Clark uh, had an orange jacket on, a Psalm on nine. His T-ball went behind a tree, but he hit a hell of a shot in there at number nine. Mm-hmm. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've t- yeah. And then you would say, uh, number 12, we're standing on the par three waiting for the green to clear. Um, the Clark hit his ball in a hazard, but uh, when he went to take his shot, he knocked it out and made the putt, and I saw on his scorecard score he made a three. He didn't make a three. Yeah, he I, was don't, in. I don't think it worked that way. So you know what they did? They changed the rules. Mm. You can move your ball anywhere, one club length. Now, everyone can cheat. And it got rid of cheating. Cheating. Yep. Just your ball. Here's where your ball stops. 
You can move your ball one club length anywhere. Anywhere you want. Now go get them, boys. Yep. And they and they got rid of it. Yep. And so now everybody is the exact same back on equal footing. It's awesome. Right? right? Well, except except for the former president. <laughs> well, for <laughs> it is it is golf ball, and they said, "Wow, another ace, another, Mr. President." It's unbelievable, you, incredible. Sixty six or sixty five. Uh, remar- uh, remar- remarkable. So 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 the answer, the real answer to this, if we're being honest, the real answer to this is, who cares? Just if you want to get in a, your car and drive to Penn State this weekend and watch Penn State and steal signs, knock yourself out. That's the real answer. It just is. The real answer is, it's the Wild Wild West. Send your staffer to Clemson and watch Clemson play Miami and steal all the signs you want. That's the real answer. We're worried about something that could easily be fixed. It's just like the other day. There's no way that the NFL doesn't say, do me a favor real quick there, um, Schmedley. Look to see if Kenny Pickett really got – Let's actually try Did he really get the first – Don't don't get me going. Don't get me going. But just – no, Fix it. Drew, you don't understand. The coaches need to officiate the games. We, but ju- we just should have the coaches officiate this. the games. And just say, everybody no, can go much, do it. much better system. It's an interesting thought. Is there just any... go do it. I, the, the real question, is there any reason why you should... Like, it's all out there. There's there's film. Like, is there any reason why you shouldn't be able to okay, try to... Okay, so yeah. So here's what the argument's going to be. Yeah. I don't even know what I'm going to say. Furman, or Coastal Carolina, is going to say, well, Sure. Alabama's going to send two guys to Vanderbilt. And we don't have the... And we don't have the funds for the that. Wherewithal. And it's wrong. But they also don't and have the funds to get the same players that Alabama Correct. Get. So like, my, I'm not really... And again, they my know response to them would be... Right. My response to them would be, I'll tell you what we'll do. What'd you get from Alabama for the game last year when right. you guys went down there and lost 56-6? to six? Right. Uh, we got uh, 380 grand. Yep, uh, there you go. Hey, Alabama, do yeah. me a favor. Can, give, give them 400 yeah. next year. Yeah. So they got a 20... Like, come on. Just open it up. Let them all do it. I th- I think th- I think Michigan's wrong in this case, and I think Jim knew. Oh, he, I th- there's this is what he, he couldn't have had all of the he, su- knew. he uh, knew. Somebody gave it to him. He's like, "Wow, how did we come up with this?" He knew. And they said, "You don't want to like." I, the real question is: Is it more like deviant than that? Is it he got tired of getting his ass beat by Ohio State, so he like openly decided we needed to devise a way to cheat moving forward, right? Like, that, to me, is the next layer what, of... What I, here, here's if my, you connect those dots, right. then so it this becomes... this would be my guess on how it happened. Someone somewhere five years ago said to, to Jim, uh, I'll just use Ohio State. Right. It could be Michigan State, could be anybody. You, you, you know why we lost 37 to 10, right? You, have, you, have you noticed that every time we threw the ball, any time we threw the ball on the right side of the field... They, they seemed to know it was coming. Yeah, how they know that? Yeah, dude, they, yeah, they had Ohio yeah. State guys who were here watching every game. What? Oh, Ohio State would never stoop to that level, right. would they? This is this is the Ohio State University. They would never, that we're they would never cheat like that. Yeah. Jim, you're living in a Come fantasy on, land. Come on. Well, then why aren't we doing it? That, like that. That's how it happened. I'm not saying it happened like that in this case. Right. But that's what happens. Well, that's, Teams, the, that's the Barry the Barry Bond steroid story, right? Like the Barry oh, Bond steroid story is he never used steroids. He didn't. Like right. he legitimately. Well, everybody else in baseball was on steroids except Just for Barry him. Bonds. Right. And then he, who had been the best player in baseball by bar none, was the best player in all of baseball. Watches all of the adoration and praise and the money and the attention was going to Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa, and he said, "Huh." How about that? They're the ones that are getting all the marketing opportunities. They're going on Letterman. They're doing, hmm, 
Maybe I'll use some steroids. So shave it didn't help him. Yeah, right. Could have so been. I, I think Jim knew, and I think, you know, again, because you have rules that say you can't do it, they're going to have to be punished. But you should just let them all do it. I, it's an interesting just thought, Just let them man. all do it. Like, I don't... I don't I don't know. What's the difference? The, the technology exists. Like right. that's the that's the goofy part about this. Then somebody would say, "Well, are they allowed to hack into um, the the headset of their opponent too?" Right? Like, there's got to be some amount of honor among thieves between these programs because you still have to be able to. I don't know, man. These college football coaches. Maybe I understand even more than pro. They're paranoid. I I, completely... I I think there's a genuine. I, maybe I'm wrong on this, but I I think there's a genuine level of fairness if that's the right word in the nfl i i think john really respects mike tomlin i don't i don't think there's i don't think there's a lot of animosity there i think they were you know i mean sure has there been been friction between them sure but like when they get together in in palm springs or wherever you're, you're asking this the wrong person mike vrabel well it's over for mike vrabel i think i think it's over for mike vrabel ask it about somebody whose job is at stake staley Sure, somebody presents the same thing. Hey, uh, just telling you, we could. We've we've got the the ability. We could hack into uh, know what it is that the the, the Chiefs are going to call on Sunday. And now tell me what's going to happen in that moment. I don't want to know anything about that. I don't. I don't want to know anything about it. I'd hope. No, I'd I don't. hope that's what somebody would say. But well, when no, you don't want him to say that. You want him to say we're not doing that. Okay, fine. Oh, you you're want- saying you're saying. Don't tell me what you're doing. I think, just, he, I think he would say, I don't, I don't, don't even hear you. Don't involve don't ever, me. Don't come yeah. back in here again and ever say that to me. But he wouldn't say, whatever you do, I you're not going to do I think this is all very that. similar to what has happened for, I mean, now it's kind of open and no one no one really cheats anymore to get basketball or football players because those days are over. But this is very similar to what used to happen circa right. a, a lot of coaches would say just don't involve me right whatever you're doing just don't involve me i want me. that i want that kid yeah i'll get him for you okay. great make sure he's yep that's the end of it here's Sonny Vaccaro's yep. number yep you get me that kid you yep. get me sebastian telfair interesting i was uh, reading about and um, we're going to have Roland Lazenby on in the second hour and there were some allegations about this guy charles tucker that worked with magic johnson once upon a time and whether or not that might be why he ended up at michigan state Lefty Drizel wanted him to play at Maryland. A lot of guys. Bobby Knight wanted him in Indiana. But but again, in those days, like those coaches, it, those they they didn't want to know because they just didn't yeah. want to have any. Yeah. If if something goes south, I can just fire it's you. It's like the former president in the votes in Georgia. He would never phone call someone himself never, and say, never would. do me a favor. That would be insane. Can you find can me 16,000 votes? Yeah, that would be insane. For he the would act, never be the on. The president of the United States to be doing He that. would have somebody else do that, like Jenna Ellis. Exactly right. That's how that would go. All right. We were supposed to. I, we haven't taken a. I haven't even been able to post Would You Rather Wednesday because I was going to do it during our commercial break and we never got to a commercial break. Uh, Pete Medhurst is coming up at the top of the second hour. So let's just do this. Let me Give me two seconds. Let me tell you that t- this first hour of the program was brought to you by Superbook. Where you can go I'm not right now. Saying a word, <laughs> not during you, the read. And if you want to sign up to, who is it? Kucherov, Penner. If you want to put in Nikita Kucherov. No, yeah. last night Stamkos going to punch him right in the there face if I see him. If you want to get a bet in on who's going to score tonight, go right now to uh, Superbook.com or the Superbook app. Use the code GlennClark23 when you sign up, and you will get up to two hundred fifty dollars in a same day you know first do? bet match, win or lose. If I'm going to give you two hockey bets right now, okay. 
I might for make you em. to go to I Super might make Bowl. Em. I might make these bets right now. We got to do we got to do it quickly because we still got to squeeze Would You Rather Wednesday in. By the way, I've also forgotten one of my scenarios for Would You Rather Wednesday. I had a fourth, and I already forgot what it was. I completely Something to do with Pelissero and I don't think it was. Michael Penix. Yeah, I don't think that was the case. Oh, yeah, we never even played the pen. Yeah. Whatever. It was two weeks ago. I think we're good. That was Drew, you can't, oh, yeah, you, you can't take all day. you got to come up with what I your bet's going to be. I'm pulling it up. I'm pulling it up. All right. So, Caps, uh, yeah. is this the only game in the NHL tonight? I guess yeah, it must I think be. because they all played last night. Caps so. and Devils? Yeah, yeah, everybody played last night. That's the only hockey game. It's on TNT. I'll take Devils by five, I guess. I would honestly say this. I would uh, I, I would move the line on this mm-hmm. to to minus two and a half. Well, minus one and a half, that's two goals. I think New Jersey's going to clobber them, like 5-1. Well, how about just for the sake of it, we just we just bet Devils minus one and a half for the okay. sake of... That's fine. Here, here are some other good things, though. Mm-hmm. Let me just give you a couple yeah, other yeah. good things from mm-hmm. tonight. Mm-hmm. Devils to lead after the first period and to win plus one thirty. Love that. Ooh, so so parlay Devils. You, you probably can't parlay it. It won't allow you to parlay in the same game. Oh, same game, right? Yeah, yeah. that's um, a fair point. Devils to win and score over four and a half plus one fifty. Love that. Okay, I, I, I am are, Devils, are, Devils, those Devils. Are, those are some good ones. Just keep that in <laughs> Who'd mind. Who they beat last night? They Drew's went all, somewhere right, on the road. Right, and right. Drew's all over the Devils. We got that. Go right now to Superbook.com. Download the Superbook app. Get those bets in. Also, today's show brought to you by your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Would you rather the Ravens get aggressive at the deadline again Move a second-round pick to acquire Montez Sweat from the Commanders. All right, chill, chill. Just stay with me for five minutes, and you can go do whatever you want to do. They move a second-round pick for Montez Sweat, or they do nothing at the deadline, and the only move they make is signing Indomitong Sue. Mm, Yeah, no, uh, I mean, Sue, I would say, every every time he's on a team, they seem to do well. Um. I'll take Sue. Okay. Eight games. You know, I'll I'll take him. You just don't want to give up? Nah, I don't want to give anything up not okay. at this point. Okay. A second for Sweat is yes, what you said? Yes, second. Uh, he's a hell of a player. And, and nobody asked. Yeah. You and I can talk about it later. We'll, he's we'll, got seven sacks already. He does. He's having a very, very nice season. Montana Sweat is a very Ravens nice player. Ravens lead the league in sacks. I'll take go Sue. All right. Very good. Number. Uh, what did you say you were going to do? Take Sue. Uh, I'll go Sweat then. There you go. <laughs> exactly right. I'll take sweat. I hate that name. Uh, number two, starting after the World Series. After. After the World Series. Okay. The Orioles are entire, entirely replaced by the Diamondbacks. Players, leaders, decision makers, oh. all of it. Okay. Or no, I'll stick with what we've got. What? It's like owner. What kind of question is that? Everything. All the players on the roster. All that They all become the Orioles. The Orioles are now... All of them. It's a Freaky Friday it's type the of situation. The no, thing I've ever heard. no, they're the Baltimore Orioles. So, so Gunner goes and plays in Arizona, and Corbin Carroll comes and plays in Baltimore, and Merrill Kelly and you gotta, Fott. Dude's and, gonna wash his hair. Um, sure. That, no, I'm sticking with the Orioles. This is a you, fluke. You also let's be honest. You also get all of their decision makers. You nah, also I'm get good. all of their leadership. Nah, it I'm also good. would mean an ownership nah, change good. here in Baltimore. I'm good. Yeah, just won 101 games with these guys. I the understand team. that. 
I'm, I'm not just, giving up. Save it. Save it. It's you a wanna, fluke. We, we got to move on. We'll this get back to fluke. it. Save it. I. You say it's a fluke. They are a very talented team, man. It's a fluke. Okay. Let's be honest. They won a playoff game. <laughs> In fact, they won seven. Right. We, we I, no, sorry. They won nine. Right. Nine playoff games. No, nine more than the Orioles still good. have so far. Uh, and have you seen all the stuff going around about uh, the Cheesecake Factory? No. Have you seen the list of uh, places <laughs> where women say you can't take them on their, on a date? No. It's everywhere. Okay. Uh, the question is, your partner promises you a very special meal. Okay. Hyping you up all week. I, oh, we're going out for a very special dinner on Sunday night. Okay. Better be the Asian kitchen. Would you rather that dinner be at the Cheesecake Factory or at Red Lobster? Well, why... Okay, so Why this started. Two? This started with. I actually like cheesecake. There was factor. a there was a video about a woman saying that she turned down an offer to go on a first date because he was going to take her to the cheesecake factory. Well, then sit on, on your own couch then. Yeah. You ungrateful. Wow. Wow. You're going all in, huh? You're Tell me where we're going. All in. I'm on paying. That. And it led to this list that came out. Okay. Of like uh, w- women. Like the internet asked women, where are you not supposed to take someone on it? And it's basically everywhere. Okay, sure. Like it's everywhere. The list is there's nowhere that you're allowed to go right. on a date. Right, right, right. So you're you would be up for if if you got this special meal and it ended up being the cheesecake. I factory, like cheesecake factory there personally. You there you go. There's your sports checking in. There's his, that. That's your guy. Uh, number four. Somebody told me the that, Chinese place is going away on the corner there, and it's being replaced. I think I saw that. P.F. Chang's yeah, is P.F. Chang's leaving, gone, and, but it's something. It's something. It's something big. Yeah, it is something big. I do remember seeing that recently. I don't remember what uh, it was. It's a steak place. Oh, it's a, um the Brazilian place. Oh, oh it's Fogo a Fogo. To yeah, Fogo to Chown. Fogo to Shown. Fogo to Shown is what it's called. Yes, that's what it's called. I know how it's spelled. It's called Fogo to Shown. I'm sorry. I'm sure you're right about that. I no, I am. I'm 100 percent right about that. Uh, number four. This came from. Can't be 100. percent You didn't do the math. It's a great point. It's a great point. Well, Forty-two percent, Jackie Robinson, baby. Um, uh, number four was uh, Uber Eats put out an annual cravings list of things that were strange that people had asked for, okay. they had ordered. Would you rather cottage cheese and mustard, or I know you're a steak man, a steak slathered in grape jelly? Oh. I, uh, I kind of the grape jelly steak things. What? Huh? Sounds kind of appealing. What? I don't know. What? You got a little bit of the salty steak oh, God, versus yeah. the what, sweet what you, jelly. Drew, no? Drew, what do you want to plug? Drew's Morning Dish. I can't Am even I talk leaving? to you about Okay, this. I got to go. All right. Um, I mean, if you want to stay, you can. We got stuff planned for the second yeah, hour. Yeah, probably not. Okay. I mean, I'm still getting paid for <laughs> it. For so. what it's worth, we agree. <laughs> we're we're in sympathetic on I this one. I got stuff to do. Yeah. Um, and I'm getting paid either I'm way. Not, I'm not going to kick you out, but if no, you just decided that it was time. I'm not offended. Yeah. Um, what was your question? Do you want to plug something before you go? Drewsmorningdish.com. Okay, there you go. That's Drew Forrester. <laughs> Drew's Morning Dish. Yeah? I'd be all over the devils tonight. But let me just say this. God, I could see this being 4 nothing or 5 nothing or 5-1. I don't like the over in this one. Okay, The Caps can't score. Well, that, that does hurt. That hurts your chances of being able to do anything. Oh, they're terrible. All right. all right, thanks, pal. Good to see you. Appreciate yeah, good to see you, you guys. 100%, by the way, Lamar. 100% on the Lamar meter. When we come back in, our buddy Pete Medhurst, Ravens broadcast team, Navy play-by-play voice. We're going to check in with him. He and I are actually working a game together this weekend. Looking forward to it. It's Glenn Clark Radio. 
The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Todd Karpovich profiles the Orioles' survivors, Anthony Santander, Austin Hayes, Cedric Mullins, and Ryan Mancastle, who all came from the previous regime but stuck through tough times to be key pieces in guiding the franchise back to prominence. Also inside, we remember the iconic Brooks Robinson with tributes from Jim Henneman and myself, Stan the Fan Charles, and a trip down memory lane to remember the most significant moments of his career. Plus, we meet players from college basketball programs around the state. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. The Baltimore County Police Department is now hiring with competitive salaries, including for experienced police officers, starting salaries between over $68,000 and over $82,000 based on your prior service time, accepting up to seven years of service times with only six weeks in the academy, minimum of two years prior experience. And police cadet starting salaries at over $32,000 must be between the ages of 18 and 20, but you can apply starting at 17 and a half. Must have a high school diploma or GD equivalent at the time of the hire, U.S. citizen at the time of the hire, and a valid driver's license. So if you have a passion for service and want a career for life, now is the time to join the Baltimore County Police Department. Call 410-887-5542 or visit joinbaltimorecountypd.com. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution, and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. Picking a restaurant to try for the first time? Let's look at the Costas Inn. Here's a few checklist items. Quality of the food? Check. Quality of service? Check. Does restaurant have plenty of free parking? Check. And finally, does restaurant have delicious steamed crabs, crab cakes, crab soup, and specials galore? Check, check, check. Costas Inn, 4100 North Point Boulevard. They check all the boxes. Six chicken tenders made from fresh, never-frozen Royal Farms world-famous chicken, a family-sized order of Western fries, honey mustard dipping sauce, and a two-liter bottle of Dr. Pepper. It's Royal Farms' new Tucker's Tenders Meal. It's Justin Tucker's favorite, and at only $19.99, it'll be your favorite meal, too. The new Tucker's Tenders Meal, available only at Royal Farms. Now you can kick back, relax, and eat like a champion. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. Come for a game, stay for everything else. Book an unforgettable fall getaway in Charm City. Enjoy only in Baltimore festivals, mouthwatering eats, and endless entertainment. Treat yourself to a staycation in the heart of downtown or try one of the city's many charming neighborhood hotels. And don't miss out on packages for free parking, breakfast, and more. Plan your stay at Baltimore.org hotels. Don't forget about Project Game Day after every Ravens game this season. It's kind of like this show, except Rita's also there, so I actually think it's pretty good. But hey, you're already here now, so why don't you go ahead and keep listening to GCR? All right, back in here on GCR. Again, if you missed it, we're not going to do Tyus Bowser next week because it's Halloween. And so, you know, we figured you guys had plans for that night. So the next Tyus Bowser show will be in two weeks, November 7th, with the next time we get together. Guilford Hall Brewery in Station North for the Tyus Bowser show. Find out more at PressBoxOnline.com slash Bowser. The Tyus Bowser Show is brought to you by A.J. Michael, Superbook Sports, and HelpMyGamblingProblem.org. We will see you on November 7th for the next Tyus Bowser Show 
at Guilford Hall Brewery in Station North. I just finally got Would You Rather Wednesday scenarios posted. By the way, I said the wrong thing. I said it was cottage cheese and mustard. The other one was uh, seaweed and pasta sauce. That was the other one. So I I said it the wrong way because I was scrambling. They're finally up at Glenn Clark Radio or Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio. I'll get them up on Twitter here momentarily for Would You Rather Wednesday. Someone's going to win a shirt of their choice from Birdland Sports. It's been too long since we caught up with our next guest. He's now a part of the Ravens broadcast team. You hear him every week on WBAL 98 Rock. He, of course, is also the play-by-play voice of Navy football. And for the first time in a long time, he and I are going to get together on Friday night for the big, the legendary SFA versus SFA matchup between St. Francis and the, I totally knew what this was three days ago, Specially Fit Academy he is our pal Pete Medhurst, and he's back with us now here on GCR. What's going on, Pedro? How are you, brother? Longtime high school power, especially yes, Fit Academy from Dover, Florida. That's that's about the extent of the information we have yeah. on them right now. Um, so also, hopefully we'll have some fun and a competitive game coming up on Friday night over at the Under Armour Complex. Can't yeah, wait. yeah, it's a great. I don't, I, I, have you been over there yet? I have. Uh, drove by there, uh, ironically by accident. Okay. Um, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, going to BAL on a weeknight, and a pretty impressive place. Dude. Looking forward to uh, being inside there and, and seeing a, a game there. They've done a nice job putting some events in there. and I think there's a game before ours, and they're starting at 4 o'clock uh, as well. So you build those types of facilities, certainly uh, in the city, uh, which, uh, you know, look, let's face it, they're desperate for facilities like that, can really use them. So looking forward to seeing uh, what this facility can do, not only this weekend, but obviously in the future, uh, for some of the athletes uh, in the city as well. You genuinely you pull up and you you feel like you're pulling up to an MLS stadium. It's not that, right? It's not that size, but like the it's it's it looks that nice when you pull up. You're like, "Jeez, this is legit. This is legit, man. It's a great great complex." And yeah, as Pete pointed out, they're using it for public school games. It's not just St. Francis. Um, that's a very good thing for uh, for these teams and these programs. Pete and I will be together. It'll be Friday night on uh, Next Level Sports and Entertainment, which is available on your cable package. Just search NLSE, and you can find it as we'll have St. Francis. Uh, before we get to the Ravens, just you know, give me your thumbnail. I know the defense has been as advertised, and the quarterback injuries have been brutal for Navy. But on the whole, how the program is moving forward now in the first year under Brian Newberry – I, I know it's a difficult transition, and it's almost impossible when you can't keep, like, a quarterback on the field to sort of build something with. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, Glenn, from covering sports, the the quarterback position is the most important position in all professional sports. Um, and if you don't have one or you continue to have to rotate them because of injury, uh, it's going to cause your team issues. And I, I think also, too, I mean, I don't want to take anything away from Air Force that's a hell of a football team. Uh, you know, Tulane, Air Force, James Madison, you know, separated by, you know, inches maybe uh, in the G5 right now. But, you know, the, the tough thing for Navy is is you, you saw what they liked in Blake Horvath and flashes. He busts a thumb and he's out. Yeah. Uh, you saw against Charlotte some of the things they like about Braxton Woodson, the rifle arm, completing a 69-yard pass for a touchdown. But it's being able to do those things consistently. And those are two quarterbacks that did not even play uh, last year. So uh, there's going to be some growing pains that comes along with it. And uh, we saw that uh, on Saturday against a very good and experienced uh, Air Force team. It's a lot of experience uh, with some fifth-year guys. Um, and Navy's playing with a bunch of sophomores and juniors for the most part. So 
uh, some of that experience I thought showed uh, as well. And you know, tip your cap to Air Force. They played a hell of a football game, and uh, the Mids get a couple weeks to regroup and rehab now, and uh, obviously get ready for a game against Temple that they probably feel like. Um, you know, they should win coming up here in a couple of weeks. Okay, give me two things because, like, the two biggest stories in college football this week, obviously we'll get to the Michigan thing in a second. But the other thing is, like, I've, I've, held, I've felt this, like, weird pushback when I've brought up the James Madison thing that there are people within college sports who say, no, you knew what the rules were. This is the way that it works. You can't suddenly be angry about it. You made the decision to make the jump, and this is the way that it goes. I very much am always in defense of, yeah, but, like, why are you penalizing these kids in the process? I will always line up that way. But is there anything to be said for you need to have a rule structure and you can't just abandon it simply because a team's good? Well, I mean, I think here's why they do it. A couple of years ago, because I actually went down and broadcast the game, Navy women went down and played Winston-Salem State. Winston-Salem State was trying to move up to D1. And, I mean, we played in a box. I mean, this gym was so small. It's the one that Clarence Big House gains, and obviously Winston-Salem State for years. Huge HBCU power. But they moved up, and you know what? They said, you know what? This isn't for us, and they moved back. It's stuff like that that the NCAA as a whole, and people forget. The NCAA is not some independent organization of people that just does things to piss off college athletics. The NCAA is the organizations and the schools themselves. It's the, that that's who that's who runs all of this. Um, so that you have to have some rule structure in place, or every college would try to come up there. What would what would limit Salisbury from wanting to come up? But that's maybe not a good example because you know Frostburg left Division three and is now starting yeah. to thrive a little bit in Division two. Um, I'm surprised Salisbury didn't want to replicate the same thing. But uh, you know the the fact remains is you know you look at the facilities that Stevenson has, and you and I are blessed to do some games over there. Their facilities at the Division Three are better than some of the Division One places um, that we go. And so if a school like Stevenson wanted to jump up and do it, they'd probably have a better chance than some of these other schools because they've got, you know, vision. They've got facilities in place that are capable of handling this. And, you know, right now we've got people that have joined the American who, you know, from a sports information standpoint and other logistics um, have not proven to be primetime players yet uh, at this this higher level. So that's why those structures are in place. So, James Madison is a place that obviously has the ability yeah. to do that. But look, this is the time of the year, Glenn, they complained last year, and then they end up losing a couple of games. Right, and, and so, that's the, this could end up coming out in the wash, but it still would seem silly that they can't go to a bowl. I guess the question would be, Pete, like, shouldn't the, the process be that you should be able to appeal and say, hey, you know, look at what's going on here doesn't it seem pretty clear that we're not doing this fly-by-night, that we're not doing this willy-nilly, that we're actually ready for this level, and these kids should be allowed the opportunity to at least just participate in the postseason? Okay, well then how do you tell Merrimack last year they won their conference tournament in basketball that you can't come to the NCAA tournament? So, you know, I mean, they they did the same thing to Merrimack, and Merrimack earned their way to the NCAA it's, tournament by winning their league it's and the, it's the dirty was little not secret. allowed to participate. The fairly Dickinson. So it's not selective the, enforcement. Yeah. You know. The fairly Dickinson thing should have never happened in the NCAA tournament. And I That's I, right. I, I mean I That's right. I have a fe- I have a feeling about that. Like it bothers me the way that we were talking about it because to me like that they shouldn't have been there and I can't get around that. Um I, I am I am forever gonna be on the other side of this. I will forever operate that way. I will forever operate that like it just comes off punitive instead of actually being helpful and 
that's not a good thing for anybody. I get the thought process that not everybody is ready, but it just feels like there should be an appeals process afterwards to say, okay. Well, see, to me, here's the thing. Uh, James Madison has been a Division One basketball member for a long time. Yeah. And the fact that you're doing that, that should exempt your football program. I think your football program, because you've been a D- Division One member in good standing for a long time in another sport, um, that you should be fine. It's the teams that are coming up from full-fledged Division Two budgets, right? Uh, where it's thirty-six scholarships, I think, uh, and all of a sudden you got to come up and and you know do eighty-five. Um, that's the difference because I mean thirty-six scholarships to eighty-five is a lot of money, man. You got to go find uh, for scholarships. But James Madison had been playing Division One basketball for years, so if you wanted to give them an exemption because of that, I, I got no problem with that. But uh, you know, teams that come out of Division Two, like St. Thomas and all them, right. that are jumping up to play Division One now, that's a totally different animal. Yeah, Lindenwood and Queens and all those types yeah. of schools. In recent exactly. Years. He's our guy, Pete Medhurst. Uh, he also hosts the It's College Football podcast with himself and Joe Miller. And again, uh, and we'll cover that quickly, and then we'll get to the Ravens. The, uh, the Michigan thing is, of course, the story uh, du jour. And I just finally dove into it today. I've kind of avoided it for the most part because like, it's one of those things that's easy for me to say. I don't know how I feel about I, I am I am still trepidatious about this because I, I do think that in, uh, inevitably what they did appears to have been wrong. But it's sort of like the way that I talked about the Astros thing a couple years ago, Pete. I think a lot of schools do a lot of things that are beyond the extent of the rules, and I think that a lot of them are saying, well, we are not. We don't want to come down too hard because they don't really want anybody to start poking around on anything that they've been trying to do. I, I'm not sure what the appropriate answer is for this. I know I've got to say it's wrong, it's against the rules, and why have rules if you don't enforce them? But I'm also not really sure that the answer might not be, well, everybody can break the rule. We need to change the rule because everybody's going to keep doing this no matter what, and so at some point we just have to acknowledge that. If Ohio State comes to the line of scrimmage and we tell the other team, hey, this is going to be a pass play, you still got to stop Marvin Harrison Jr. You still got to cover him. Like over. Um, you, you know who's getting the ball. Teams can't stop it. I mean, it, it, this is, this, football is a real simple game, Glenn. We, we can get into all the hijinks of signals and signs and all the stupid signs. I mean, uh, the guy that got fired at, uh, was at Temple and he got fired at Georgia Tech the last couple of years, a perfect example. Man, he's got dudes with stormtrooper signs and everything right, out right, there, right. and they couldn't bust your grape. I mean, they were terrible. He got fired. Um, you know, so you fire Paul Johnson or you, you, know, you ask him to re- retire, right. um, you know, and you get that kind of football product. I mean, this comes down to being able to stop the other guy. I mean, how many, look, you don't think they do scouting. I mean, I, I sit in film sessions with coaches. They know by formation what's coming and what the play is. Every player does. That's why they do this comes down to whether you can physically stop it or not and stop the players uh, on the other team so i think what's what's I, I think in the spirit of the rule if you will what uh connor stallions is alleged to have done buying the tickets at other stadiums and everything like that you know i mean if you want to say that that's not within the spirit of the rules you know i i'll, I'll buy that that's not necessarily maybe in the spirit of competition uh if you will but you know, look, they all sit over there on the sidelines. Baker Mayfield was talking about it. He goes, yeah, I mean, we sit on the other 20-yard line and we stare across the way you know, to see if we can, you know, find some things that would help our defense. I mean, it's everybody tries to do it. It's just they went to maybe a, a, a little extra length, um, you know, to do it. And you know as well as I do, if you're working in a major college program or yeah, professional program, yeah. you're going to do whatever you can yeah. 
to show them that, hey, I'm a great employee and I'm doing anything I can to help this organization win. And perhaps he was a little bit rogue and maybe, you know, took it a step too far. But, you know, I mean, you still got to go stop the other team. Michigan still got blown out in the playoffs last year. So, you know, I mean, uh, it's, it's, I I think we're making a mountain out of a, you know, mild molehill if you want. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, at some point, you know, when teams start winning, Glenn, you know this, especially in college, when teams start winning, people start complaining. Um, you know, we even have it at the youth league level. I mean, where I work in Anne Arundel County Recreation and Parks, got a couple of football teams that are really good. Well, they can't be that good. They must be cheating. Um, and that's just the kind of society uh, that we live in right now. If a team is really good, they're, they must be doing something illegal to gain an advantage. And it takes away from great effort. Uh, from coaches, from players who are working incredibly hard to be great at what they do. And I think sometimes um, it's really, to be honest with you, it's really something that pisses me off, to be honest, because it does take away from the great effort that coaches and players are putting in. Pete, I, um, I'm in a weird place. We've been talking, of course, everybody knows Pete's part of the Ravens broadcast team now. I'm in a weird place with this because I'll, I'll present it this way, was what we saw on Sunday one game and in the course of an NFL season there are games where anything might happen and some teams are just really on one day and some teams are just really off or was it a sign of this was always what the Ravens were building to and this should maybe not be the exact standard because it's hard to imagine them being that dominant every game but closer to the standard of what we should expect from the Ravens offensively the rest of the way I think what happened here, two things. Um, Jerry Jacobs was out for Detroit. They're good corner. Uh, it was excellent game planning by Todd Munkin. They took advantage of that. Uh, you know, Detroit went single high safety, and Baltimore just abused them with crossing route after crossing route. It forces the safety to make a decision to vacate an area. And I thought Todd's game plan was just fantastic. Obviously, the execution of it was fantastic uh, as well. But I think uh, here's what I will say. I think what the defense has done for the last few weeks, um, and you saw it again this weekend, five more sacks. They're the league leader in sacks. One of the biggest questions coming in all year was, what was this team going to do in terms of rushing the passer? Well, they're number one in the league right now uh, in doing that through seven games. I mean, this team rightfully should be 7-0. and I think the defense is playing at a superbly high level. If the offense gives us 80% of what occurred this past week on a consistent basis, then, yeah, I think you have the right to believe this team can do good things. But also remember, man, yeah, you get a soft spot, a little bump in the road, but it is a four-and-a-half-hour flight to play Arizona this week. This schedule, man, it's filled with good teams, and not everybody's going to have a bad day like Detroit did. So you're going to have to earn some wins uh, the rest of the way. And ironically, after a tough couple of weeks to start the season, the AFC North is starting to round into the division we thought it was going to be. And I think it's going to be uh, a heck of a race all the way to the end uh, in the division if everybody can keep their key people healthy. I am in a um, I'm in a strange place because I, I think there is I think there is a lot to like. I don't think they're quite the perfect, like them being the number one DVOA team in football right now. I say, I, I get it. I mean, like you have a performance like that and, and what they should have done against the Steelers. I still think they're a, an imperfect team. I still think they're a team with flaws. And I, I, I approach this like, you know, the conversation this week, of course, being should they try to add at the deadline? And I'm like, I, I think they should, but what, where? Well, okay, okay, stop right there. Yeah. 
what do you want them to add? And that's that's what, what I'm struggling with. Add? I really am. I'm struggling with it because I don't think there's any obvious spot. I think there's a lot of things they could add. Like I think they could use an upgrade. If if you pointed out something to me about the offense, they have not consistently run the ball well with the backs. And I don't know that. Okay, the back- somebody somebody tried to convince me yesterday they should trade for Derrick Henry. Right. That, Does Derrick Henry make a great difference for them down the stretch? Um potentially, yes, just because of his ability to run between the tackles. It's something that he can take on contact. But I would say to me, Pete, that the answer might be at a much smaller price trying to upgrade at left guard. And I don't know who that is is the problem. Like, this is not the sexy thing that everybody tells you who the guards are that are available. I, I think I don't know that the issue has necessarily been the players they're trying to run with because I do think they have a good combo of backs. But I think that right now they've got an offensive line who's been very good in pass protection I'm not sure that they have been the same as far as road grading. And that would be the one area. Because I think everybody has faith that Linderbaum, Zeitler, they can do it in road grading. I think the one area that I would look at and say, I think you could upgrade would be at left guard. With all due respect to John Simpson, who I think has largely played well this season. I mean, the, the question ultimately is, when you look at the AFC right now, is the depth of the AFC as tough as we thought it was? I mean, the Chargers are brutal. I mean, think about right. this. Think about this. The one guy out of all the people that got big contracts this offseason, who's the one guy that's been holding up his end of the bargain? Number eight. Yep. So, Back. you know, I mean, you, I mean Herbert, Herbert's team is not translating into winning. Nope. I don't think it's all Justin, but, you know, I mean, I think their coach is terrible. But, you know, here's a case where if you do upgrade on the offensive line, if you do try to upgrade it running back, I mean, think about this, man. If, if Justice Hill doesn't put a couple of balls on the ground, um, you know, we're probably talking about a, a different story and a different record right now, but that doesn't mean he's not talented, but ball security is a huge deal. It was Lamar's kryptonite early in the season. He seems to be getting, you know, better at that overall uh, right now. So within the new concepts that they're asking him uh, to do. And in many ways, the other day, you know, some of the big plays they got were the same way Kansas City does. They weren't pocket passes. They were off-script, non-traditional-looking type plays that, you know, turned into big plays, and that's how you get a blowout, um, you know, like they had that week when you get uh, explosive plays the way uh, that they were getting them. But, you know, ultimately, you know, you look at Geno Stone and what he's done as a reserve, you know, called upon to start now uh, with Marcus's injuries in the back. Um, you know, he's giving you great production. Arthur Mollette. I mean, you pick up the depth chart this week coming into the game. Arthur Marlette's listed third at corner. He's got seven tackles and a sack uh, in the game. Mike McDonald's an absolute genius defensively uh, right now with some of the, the concepts that he's coming up with. So, you know, Lamar's completing the ball to nine different guys amongst his 21 uh, completions this weekend. So conceptually, talent-wise, things are there. you got to be careful how much you do upgrade because sometimes things cost a, pri- a you know, higher price than they should. I think Derrick Henry, you know, if you can get him at the right price, fine. But I'm not overpaying for Derrick Henry. I can certainly survive with Gus Edwards, Justice Hill, and God forbid Keaton Mitchell can stay healthy, man. I mean, he has one play and he hurts his hamstring. I hate it for that guy. I love that kid to death. was great at East Carolina, and I still think he's going to be a a factor for this organization as a pro here uh, at some point. But you're right. I mean, if if they do upgrade, maybe it is on the offensive line somewhere. Um, but otherwise, I just don't I don't see for the price you'd have to pay, um, you know, what kind of a deal that you could make that would have significant impact uh, for your team right now. Uh, I try to say this in the nicest way possible because I know that uh, you never know where your next job is going to be. But I would I would think that it's been 
a little bit more pleasant doing Ravens coverage this past season than maybe some of the years that you were more intimately involved with Washington football coverage? Dude, it's not even close. Um, You know, organizationally, um, you know, from the first moment I stepped to the castle during training camp and you just, you talk to people, but more importantly, you just observe, you don't say anything. You just observe, you listen, um, you, you watch and you just see the class of the organization and the way they go about their business and, you know, to be treated in a first class manner, the way they treat you uh, at training camp and at games and respect the work that you have to do as long as you respect the work that they have to do. And I think it's, it's just been uh, – to see it up close and personal now uh, the way I have this season has just been uh, spectacular. I mean, you hear all of the positive things, but until you, you see it yourself, you know, you don't know if, if, if it's hyperbole from people that work there and employees who are just super excited to be in the building and, and do it. But to see it up close and personal, man, it's just – it's fantastic and it's an incredible – uh, you know, organization to be a part of and, and cover their games on the weekends. I can tell you that. At Pete Medhurst on Twitter is how you follow him, of course. Uh, Navy Radio Network, play-by-play voice, and uh, also on ESPN Plus for all the other sports. Ravens Radio Network, and uh, and you never know. You, like, he might pop up at uh, St. Francis on a Friday night to work with uh, an old schlub. It's going to be fun. I, I can't wait to be with you. Always appreciate it. Always learn something every time I'm around you. Pete Medhurst, love you, brother. Appreciate you hopping on with us this morning. Always a pleasure, my friend. Anytime. Sounds good, buddy. Pete Medhurst with us here on GCR. Appreciate him taking the time for us. As, yes, we will be together Friday night at uh, Under Armour Stadium at the house, and you'll be able to see it on NLSE as St. Francis takes on uh, the Special Fit Academy, which I know I know many things about. It's going to be a... Busy couple of afternoons are your pal trying to dive in on the other SFA. All right, uh, 11.30, right, so I can take a break here? Yep, all right, very yes. good. It's been, a, it's been quite the day. We've had a lot going on, man. There has been so much happening. Uh, you want to tell everybody what's happening at Live Casino and Hotel real quick? Yeah, maybe if you're betting with Drew or, well, I guess, yeah, Drew didn't hit anything yesterday, did he? That's what it didn't, doesn't sound like. It sounds no, like he no. doesn't no. often. He said he had hit a couple on hockey right, before that. Right, right. Okay, well, if you were betting with him last night, then maybe uh, you can turn those losses into winning opportunities at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland with the second chance to win promotion between now and January, uh, January 4th, 2024, all Live Casino and Hotel Maryland Rewards members will be able to enter their losing bet slips into the second chance to win drum in two nights a week. 20 different winners will be chosen. Prizes ranging from Live Casino and Hotel Maryland apparel, sports and social, ultimate happy hour prizes, and cash and free play worth up to $500. Drawings will be held every Thursday and Monday over at the Live Casino in uh, Hotel Maryland. At Ronald Mills, must be 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, when we come back in, Roland Lazenby, legendary author, who, of course, wrote the definitive biography about Michael Jordan once. He's got a new book out. It's called Magic, and it's all about Penny Hardaway. No, it's all about, of course, (laughs) Magic Johnson. We'll talk to him next. Glenn Clark Radio. 
Why bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, try your hand with the local book, Superbook Sports, this fall. Superbook Sports is the book next door. Just a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now, Superbook will give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use the promo code GlennClark23, G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K-2-3. So bet with the best. And use the promo code GlennClark23 this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everyone? It's Tyus Bowser, and I've had so much fun hanging out with Rita and putting up with Glenn the last couple years that I've decided to do it again. Season three of the Tyus Bowser Show is happening this year as we'll be all over town, giving you the chance to get to know me and some of my teammates. As we talk football, life in general, and just say what needs to be said, you can find out more about the show by going to pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. If you don't live in the area, you can watch the shows live on Facebook and YouTube. And if you miss one, you can listen Friday nights at 105.7 The Fan. So we'll see you all season long for the Tyus Bowser Show. A partnership of Press Box and Great Ace Memorabilia. The next Tyus Bowser show is Tuesday, October 17th at Mother's North Grill in Timonium. It's brought to you by Superbook Sports and AJ Michaels. And if you or a loved one have a gambling problem, visit HelpMyGamblingProblem.org. Picking a restaurant to try for the first time? Let's look at the Costas Inn. Here's a few checklist items. Quality of the food. Check. Quality of service. Check. Does restaurant have plenty of free parking? Check. And finally, does restaurant have delicious steamed crabs, crab cakes, crab soup, and specials galore? Check, check, check. Costas Inn, 4100 North Point Boulevard. They check all the boxes. The Orioles brought us a summer we'll never forget in 2023, securing their first division title in nine years. And while the playoffs ended quicker than we had hoped in Birdland, the future is brighter than ever. I'm Paul Valley, and along with Zach Goodman, we'll be with you on the bat around all offseason, warming our hands by the hot stove. From the GM meetings to the winter meetings to the start of spring training, the bat around has you covered for every trade, signing, and transaction as the Orioles look to revamp and regroup for another postseason run. You can watch the show every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon at YouTube dot com slash press box online or facebook.com slash press box sports or you can listen to pressboxonline.com slash radio so tune into the bat around every saturday right here at press box what company has the expertise to make your home healthier by purifying your air and killing all viruses allergens and bacteria aj michaels heating and air conditioning in baltimore and annapolis ajmichaels.com the Baltimore County Police Department is now hiring with competitive salaries, including for experienced police officers, starting salaries between over $68,000 and over $82,000 based on your prior service time, accepting up to seven years of service times with only six weeks in the academy, minimum of two years prior experience. And police cadet starting salaries at over $32,000 must be between the ages of 18 and 20, but you can apply starting at 17 and a half, must have a high school diploma or GD equivalent at the time of the hire, U.S. citizen at the time of the hire, and a valid driver's license. So if you have a passion for service and want a career for life, now is the time to join the Baltimore County Police Department. Call 410-887-5542 or visit joinbaltimorecountypd.com. 
Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. Sure, Glenn may be in his 40s now, but he looks just as good as he ever has, and he's still as sharp as he ever was. And I say both those things without even a shred of irony. Find out for yourself right now by watching the show at facebook.com slash pressboxsports or youtube.com slash pressboxonline. I actually forgot to bring this up with Pete. It's somewhat humorous, so I don't know if you guys saw this morning that Army has been added to the American Athletic Conference as a football-only member, much like Navy is a football-only member of the American Athletic Conference, which creates the awkwardness. The announcement is that they're never going to play each other in the regular season so that they can protect the Army-Navy game. Makes all the sense in the world, right? Like, okay, okay, sure. There's one small issue, that being they could play each other in the AAC championship game. So now imagine a scenario by which Army and Navy play for the American Athletic Conference championship and then have to turn around and play each other again one week later in a now somewhat meaningless Army-Navy game? Like I still I understand it's the Army-Navy game, but there will have just been an Army-Navy game. And I know people will it's say... It's like, like uh, the Turkey Bowl. Like, you know, how they... How Calvert Hall and Loyola won't play in the playoffs if they ever get lined up with each other. Right, which is... I, but like, I don't yeah. think that you would pass on playing for an American Athletic right, Conference right, championship. Right. Well, maybe they could see if they could. But this is my my question is why wouldn't the American Athletic Conference just say if there was ever a point at which Army and Navy were were to square off in the championship game, why wouldn't you just bag the championship game and make the Army Navy game the de facto right, American right, Athletic yeah. Conference championship game? Yeah. Why wouldn't that be how you handle this? Th- this is the part that I struggle with. I struggle with, and I get it. Like they want to, they want to profit off of it. And Army Navy already has, I think it's run by USAA at this point. So you'd have to figure out a way to share profits, and they'd have to be broadcast rights that would be dealt with. Because I think ESPN has the rights to the AAC yeah. championship game, and CBS has the rights to the Army Navy game. So it require a, like an, another layer of thought to this. And perhaps the AAC's answer is well. What's the likelihood of it, right? Like, what's the likelihood it works out that it's Army versus Navy for the American Athletic Conference Championship? Okay, uh, but what if it were? It would It would just seem like it would be the type of thing that you'd want to think about ahead of time and get together with your partners. Should I call Pete back? And, uh, yes, hey, right, yeah, we really, we screwed the pooch. I don't think that Pete, I think it's a little above Pete's <laughs> pay grade handling this. But when this was announced, I said, huh, you would you'd be sucking the life out of army navy because like the guys could say well it's still army navy but if you had just lost the conference championship game a week earlier to the same team i i don't think you could pretend like the game possibly means the same at that point so if i were the parties that were involved for what it's worth like when johns hopkins came to the big 10 they had to work out a deal that would allow for their home games to still be on espn despite the fact that, of course, the Big Ten had their arrangements with the Big Ten Network. Now, that's at a much smaller level. That's I'm, I'm guessing that the Big Ten was able to live with the fact that they'd be missing out on the Johns Hopkins home games. I think it's long been discussed 
that if Notre Dame ever was to fully join a conference, and they came up with this alignment with the a- uh, ACC, that they would have to be able to bring their NBC agreement with them into that conference. If I were the powers that be in the AAC, I would be working to try to protect that if there was the scenario that played out, they you you wouldn't do it twice. That that would be a bit silly. That you would make sure that you could have the second the second game just be the AAC championship game. I I would I would want that to be the case if I were any of these involved parties. So that's where I'm at. Not a big deal, not the end of the world, just something that I was thinking about this morning as um I saw that news that Army was going to join the AAC. All right, today's show brought to you by the Baltimore County Police Department. Coming up Saturday, this Saturday, October 28th, hiring and community event. If you're thinking about a career in the Baltimore County Police Department, this is your opportunity to go through all the process, written test, agility test, application, all of it. If you're not thinking about that, but you just like somewhere safe um, and comfortable, to bring your kids out for a trunk or treat event, this is this is the way to do it with the Baltimore County Police Department this Saturday, October 28th, the Public Safety Building, 700 East Jopper Road. As we've talked about over and over again, also it's just an opportunity to try to keep repairing the relationship and building trust between the community and the Baltimore County Police. They're aware, they know, they understand, and they want to reach out, and they want to try to help to bridge the gap and repair trust between the community, and the police department, and I think it's a good thing. 410-887-5542 is the phone number. JoinBaltimoreCountyPD.com is the website for more information. So admittedly, I, as you all know, whenever we have an author on, I always try to read the book, and I always try to plan it so that like a week out, because you always want to make sure that you still have it fresh in your mind, a week out, you start reading the book so that you have a week to dive in. The thing that I didn't realize when I started reading this next book was that I was diving into a nearly 800-page book. And admittedly, I I was able to get uh, a little bit more than 200 pages in. Unfortunately, I'm still not even yet into college with Magic Johnson. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. The book is Magic, The Life of Irvin Magic Johnson, the author, a man that has written a lot of definitive biographies, including Once Upon a Time, one about Johnny Unitas. He is uh, Roland Lazenby, and he is with us now here on GCR. Roland, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's so great to chat with you. Thank you so much for taking the time for us. Hey, hey Glenn, and I'm sorry. I've lost my mind trying to publish an 800-page book. But, But, you know, it's a very big life, and so much of of understanding Magic Johnson or any of these figures. You know, my, my book, Michael Jordan, The Life, was 717 pages. My book on Kobe Bryant, 690. Uh, I, I really probably overdid it this time, so my apologies. I know. I Look, I'm going to keep reading because it is that compelling. I was trying to actually, in fact, Roland, I think I can start. I was trying to explain to my wife she saw me reading it the other day, and she, of course, knows who Magic Johnson is, but she's not a particularly big sports fan. And she said, wow, that's, that's big. And I said, yeah, it's 770-some pages. And she was like, why? And I then to try to sit down, I actually thought through it more, and, like, the many lives of Magic Johnson and why he's so compelling in so many different ways, 
I, I understood why you said, look, I don't want to leave anything on the cutting room floor because any of these, like Magic Johnson, the entrepreneur, Magic Johnson, obviously, and, and, and the role that he played within um, the relationship uh, in race in our country, Magic Johnson, obviously, the HIV crisis, all of these things could probably have been their own book individually. They could. And I, I will tell you that, you know, I wrote a book in 2010, a biography of Jerry West for ESPN Books. And I, I took his, I was able to take his family back to Jamestown and Lord D. Law War, Thomas West. And, and so there's a long saga in the Jerry West story, which, which got me the Michael Jordan book with Little Brown, a Michael Jordan Alive, which is now in 21 languages worldwide. It just came out. Portuguese nine years after it was published in America. But, but the point is, these American basketball players, nobody cared about American pro basketball. And suddenly, these guys have become global figures. My Jordan book's in 21 languages. My Kobe book, Showboat, is in 12. Magic is already licensed in seven languages. And so many of these people are fascinated by this stuff. And they want the backstories. And, of course, with Magic, I was able to trace his family to his fourth-grade grandmother on this plantation of these very wealthy people in North Carolina in the 1830s. And I, I have to add this very quickly. Whether it's Jerry West or Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, they all come from amazing families. And I don't think amazing people just happen. I think they are the product of the generations. And it's particularly important for stories about black Americans because they've just been disrespected and grossly underestimated for so long. And their story is the story of freedom. And to have a guy like Magic come from there uh, 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 that tremendous lineage, and then to accomplish the things he's done in sports and business, not to mention overcoming being HIV positive, it is a saga. I, I, I didn't know any other way to deal with it but try to present it all. Rowan Lazenby but is, I, yeah, go ahead, Rowan. But I am an idiot for publishing <laughs> an 800-page book. No, I've, I've, I have really enjoyed the read. Roland, I um one, one of the stories, and again, I'm as I said, I'm only two hundred some pages into the book so far, so I've got so much more. <laughs> but the story of the role that Magic played personally in trying to diffuse racial tensions, in in the in the immediate midst of uh, busing in Lansing, Michigan, um, like the story of him impromptu like holding an assembly in the football stadium just like everybody come out and do this and i'm going to is is one of the wildest things i think i've ever heard before that i did not know about magic johnson's story like the aspect of it that at 16 he was like single-handedly expected to diffuse the racial crisis within a community is one of them, and I know there's a lot of amazing things about Magic Johnson, but one of the most amazing things I've ever read about anyone. Right, and you know, I was a 24-year-old varsity head coach during that period, and I, I, was, uh, I worked in Petersburg, Virginia, Blacksburg, Virginia. I encountered all sorts of amazing young people 
But the Magic Johnson I uncovered with, I mean, I did 50 interviews with each of his coaches because ever high school was this all-white high school. These two guys were coaching. They had their first black players starting in 72. Urban was still in junior high. And a few days before Christmas, the white coaches kicked five black players off their junior varsity. And one of them was Magic's older brother, Larry. Now, four of those players went peacefully. Larry was so angry. He told the coaches he hated them. He was angry forever. It sent him down a bad path in life, a bitter chapter in, in the Johnson family. And Magic had no choice but to go play for the coaches that had dismissed his brother. It It, it is really a, a story of high tension and how it all happened and came together despite those negative factors, I found it fascinating. And the coaches even today, and Dr. Charles Tucker, who was a psychologist at the time, still working in the Lansing schools, who became Magic's advisor and agent representative for a, a number of years, he was involved in the dismissal and really played a role in approving it. And so the, and, and Magic's family didn't know that about Charles Tucker. This is an old, hurtful story that somehow, with Magic's ability, the whole community managed to overcome. Um, Roland Lazenby, again, is with us. The book is Magic. It's a tremendous read. We'll link it up on our Twitter account, at Glenn Clark Radio. There's not, you know, we're here in Baltimore, Roland. There's not a lot of local connection to Magic Johnson, although it was nice to see him uh, out at Morgan State in the spring as his company has... um, the contract to, for food services there. One that is local, did Lefty Drizel ever actually have a chance at landing Magic Johnson to come to Maryland? Well, he made a good run at it, as, as the great Lefty was known to do. Lefty, God love him. I, he was a treat for me. And, and Bobby Knight, Lefty, a whole array of people, thought they had a shot at Magic. And Magic wasn't sure the Michigan coaches thought they had it. But, you know, Magic had so much respect for his father, Irvin Sr. And Irvin Sr. was the kind of guy he wasn't going to tell his son where he wanted him to go. But Irvin knew that his dad wanted him to go to Michigan State. And he ended up, and he did not want to go there. He did not want to play for Judd Heathcote. He was mad that Michigan State had changed coaches. And yet he ended up becoming his own man by doing what he knew his father wanted him to do. He had so much respect for his father that he uh, went to Michigan State, and obviously that worked out very well for him. They won the NCAA championship with, with Magic as a sophomore against Larry Bird. It's it's all the part of the epic story of basketball. Yep. And if you think about it, if his father hadn't had that that desire for him to be at Michigan State, the whole story of basketball would have been rewritten, as it would be later when the Bulls and the Lakers had a coin flip for Magic yep. as the number one overall pick. <clears throat> I um I wonder that the way that magic changed you know so much of the story is about the smile right so much of the story is about showtime it's about the way that he played but from a sheer basketball standpoint 
I, I think it's difficult for young people to understand how truly... Bo- now, you know, Victor Wembenyama's 7'4". And, and, and he's an alien, right? Let's not let's not pretend like there's been a lot of him. <laughs> but I, I still think it's difficult for young people to recognize how truly crazy it was the idea of someone 6'9", you know, running the floor, running an offense. It just did not happen at that time. And some of the background you gave, um, I, I'll compare it a lot to... Uh, I read a book, uh, my friend John Eisenberg just wrote the book Rocket Men about how the, the, the history of black quarterbacks and how much pain there is involved because they were surely told, no, you can't do this. And it feels like maybe we don't realize that there was a little bit of that that crossed over into, no, you're not going to do this because this is the quarterback of our offense. And it's just plain racism, the idea. It, it, as much as it's about height, it's also just about you're not going to be the guy that runs the offense for us. Well, you know, it, it was a time, and I really did this like an archaeology project. I really wanted to go back to that time when these two cultures in America that didn't really know each other, black culture and white culture, were starting to come together. It had been going on since the 60s, but it had not been a, a good thing. There were... The, there was so much misunderstanding and fear and mistrust on both sides of the equation. And I sort of wanted to go through all of the emotional shards that people could provide me from that era showing that moment and and how a sport like basketball facilitated so, so many things culturally and how a figure like Magic Johnson, a unique and very special guy with you just can't describe the amounts of emotional intelligence he's off the genius scale i was doing a podcast i got to explain this quickly it's a doctor he met magic nine ten years ago introduced him to his wife hadn't hadn't seen him in the interceding years runs into him the doctor has his wife with him magic turns and calls her by her first name. Wow. No setup, no plan that they would even know they were meeting. And there are stories like that everywhere I turned. This great human ability he had to relate to people and to bring people together. And he does it now as a businessman with all of these different companies he has acquired, all of them aimed at creating black economic opportunity in america that is his goal that is his mantra that's how he drives and it's fascinating to to watch how he's made it all happen um roland lazenby i i wish i had a little bit more time can i do this can i ask you to come back on after i finish the book can i can can we call you back then you 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 know you know it I would, you know that I would love to continue this conversation. I, I would love to, after I've been able to, to fully dive everything in, I want to make sure that we're plugging that you can get uh, Magic, the life of Urban Magic Johnson right now. And uh, we did link it up on our Twitter account. Um, Roland Lazenby, we're, we're going to invite you back on because I am, I am enthralled reading about the American history that is involved in your book. And obviously Magic Johnson just is such a compelling figure. Appreciate you spending a few minutes with us, and we're going to be in touch to do this again down the road. All right? Thank you so much, Glenn. I, I really enjoyed this. Thank you. Roland Lazenby with us here on uh, GCR, uh, legendary author. And again, the book is uh, Magic. And I, 
again, when we get when we get asked to do these things, the idea is because the book's coming out. Of course, NBA season starting this weekend. That's the tie-in, so they want to promote it. They want to talk it up, and I, of course, am am happy and want to be involved with that. But as you know, with me, I like to have read the books, and I just feel so kind of naked because I hadn't even been able to read a third of the book yet because I didn't realize what I was getting myself into. So I'm going to finish up the book, and then we're going to do that again uh, a little bit later on down the road to have a more complete and full conversation about Magic Johnson. Uh, Project Game Day returns this Sunday following Ravens Cardinals, myself, Rita, Femi Ayambadejo, and our cast of characters, our whole crew will be together. Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports, YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. Come join us this Sunday after after Ravens Cardinals Project Game Day brought to you by AJ Michaels, Superbook Sports and HelpMyGamblingProblem.org. Find out more at PressBoxOnline.com slash game day. Let's switch things up. Speaking of the Ravens, joining us now, uh, this man has a new home, and I just saw the, the Baltimore Ravens are now their number one DVOA team in all of football. He is, of course, one of the uh, I call him one of the founding fathers of football analytics. He's now with FTN Fantasy. He is Mr. Aaron Schatz, and he's back with us now here on GCR. Aaron, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's great to catch up. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us. Hey, no problem, man. Good to be on with you. It's great to chat with you as always, Aaron. I am the like so. Paint me as the dumb guy. Right, I'm the guy that now knows well enough to accept that DVOA is what tells us probably the most complete story of how good a team actually is. It's just that when someone then asks me, "Well, why is that?" I remember, "Oh, right, I'm I'm a buffoon who sits and yaks on local radio all the time. I don't actually know what I'm talking about." So I present to you, why is it that DVOA has really become probably the most complete way for us to look at how a team has performed. Well, I mean, it measures success on every play based on the down and distance. So it accounts for context. It accounts for the strength of your opponents. And it's specifically tailored to be predictive. I mean, I introduced a new version of the stat this year that made a few changes, uh, like lowering the importance of blowouts in order to make it more predictive of the future. So the goal is to predict how good these teams will be in the future. So you're sort of trying to take out, like, uh, variables. and that, like they, You know, it, it's funny because we say this after the Ravens came away with the blowout, and I've, I've said, you know, the NFL is weird. There are sometimes just days where, for whatever reason, a t- one team is on and one team is off. And so it, it sounds like in the way that you've, you know, kind of reimagined DVOA, you're trying to take out for that overvaluing the way that we look at a team because it could just be – kind of a strange anomaly the way those teams performed on that day yeah a little bit i mean some of it is luck random bounces of the ball and fumbles but it's also garbage time i mean here's the thing about the ravens victory over detroit they scored almost all those points in the first half great point right right this was not uh by comparison when miami beat denver and scored 70 points on them three of those were super long touchdowns in the fourth quarter that is garbage time, and those are touchdowns that are not necessarily as predictive of the future as Baltimore scoring 35 in the first three quarters and only three in the fourth quarter. So Baltimore didn't really take advantage of garbage time in this game. It's an interesting point. That's really interesting, Aaron. Let me, 
is that then so I've been trying to ask the question this way is what we saw on Sunday more indicative of again one day one game or more indicative of a team that was moving in the right direction that everyone who watched the game knows Lamar Jackson played brilliantly against the Pittsburgh Steelers his you know his receivers just didn't catch the football is is it more indicative of a team that was it was coming it was building to this point and and this maybe you don't expect this standard because it'd be insane to assume that you're going to beat every team 38 to 6 but this truly was more of an indication of what the Baltimore Ravens are capable of moving forward well i'm more of a one team one game kind of guy i okay. mean the fact is there is a lot of variation in performance in the nfl but the ravens were really good already Right? I mean, they were sixth in our numbers. Uh, they were sixth in our numbers before this game. So it's not, it's not like this was like a bad team that suddenly had a great game and you're like, where did this come from? In a way, they have been building towards this. And this shows you the upper bounds of what they can do. And you can't expect that every week, but it demonstrates that they're a really good team on offense and defense. What's funny is they're usually one of the top special teams units right. and they're only that's average on special teams this year. And that's probably going to get better because usually they're one of the top units. That's pretty funny to think about. Aaron Schatz is with us again. He is now with FTN fantasy and that's where you can find the DVOA rankings. We'll link them up on our Twitter account at Glenn Clark radio as well. Aaron, when I, when I say how, right? Like, as you said, they're good on defense and offense. But, but how has it happened? Like, what if we dove into, would we say, this is what the Ravens, because I still think someone might say, hey, but what's their offensive identity? And I don't know that I would have the answer to that question, other than Lamar Jackson's really good, and that's not necessarily new. How have they gotten to this point? I mean, it's still a run-first offense, right? They're number two in our numbers running the ball. They're number eight passing the ball. And they have had some drop problems, even though they didn't this week. And Odell Beckham, I don't think, has been as advertised, although he was a little better this week. Uh, the defense is interesting because the young pass rushers can't stay healthy. But they've gotten great performance out of veteran pass That's rushers. Nice. Like Jadavian Clowney has been fantastic for them. I'm actually just writing about him now for an ESPN piece on players who are playing well in new, with new teams this year. So there are number one pass defense this year once you adjust for the quality of the passing games that they've played hmm. Hmm. that's and Kyle Van Noy has been helpful for them as well which you know again off the couch two weeks ago and he stepped in and he's been a helpful piece I, I guess the there would be a follow-up that someone might ask it, when when we look at do you have a way to look at it and separate you know running with Lamar Jackson versus running with the backs because I feel like if there's one thing that I'd still be concerned about it would be running with the backs specifically that I would say, I, I, I still feel like this team as you move forward is going to, even as they got a big lead on Saturday, I said, okay, but we've seen it a couple times this year where they haven't been able to dominate games running with their running backs and suck the life out of second halves. They invited Tennessee back into that game. Obviously they weren't able to do it against Pittsburgh. Do we have a sense yet of if there's separation, their success on the ground, from Lamar Jackson versus their running backs? Oh, overall, their running backs. Look, Lamar Jackson is a little overrated as a runner. His runs are, are very valuable, but compared to other quarterbacks, he's not, a, he's not actually a great runner. He makes those highlight plays, but he has a lot of scrambles that only gain like a couple of yards. Uh, the running backs have been fantastic. I mean, the most important thing about Lamar Jackson is that he opens things up for the running backs, right? The threat of the mobile quarterback 
holds the defense, which opens things up for the running backs. Running backs always perform better when there's a mobile quarterback who shares their backfield. So I think Edwards and Hill have been pretty good this year, and I think that's fine. That's not a problem for the Ravens at all. Aaron Schatz with us here on GCR. Aaron, um, we're at the time of the year, and the Ravens have been one of the more active teams in recent seasons since Eric DaCosta has taken over. They've been much more active at the deadline. The Roquan Smith edition a year ago looks like one of the best additions they've ever made in franchise history at the moment. I, we're struggling, I, I, and I say this, like I, I wouldn't be surprised if they were active again, but I'm not sure where they have need given what you're pointing out, which is that they're playing pretty well just about everywhere. I, I think they're almost, it's like a luxury thing. Could you improve in certain areas? Is there anything that jumps out at you and says, this definitively might be the area where the Ravens should look to try to upgrade between now and next Tuesday? More depth at edge rusher. Okay. Because, because of the injuries to Owa and Ojabo, more depth at edge rusher to give the veterans that they are using a little bit more of arrest. That's the thing that seems most obvious to me. It's interesting you bring that up because a year ago we saw Justin Houston get out to like such a, a massive start to the season where he had like nine sacks in the first half of the year and then basically did nothing in the second half of the year. It, it sounds like maybe you know the, the more you ask of these guys at elevated points in their career, the toll of playing the entire season could end up wearing it. Like maybe you don't just assume that this is definitively the level that you're going to get from Davion Clowney if you continue to ask him to play as many snaps as you've been asking him to play. Right. I don't know exactly what the injury status is on the youngsters, yeah. but if those guys aren't coming back for a while, yeah, that's the place where they could definitely add. Okay, I can understand. What do you make of the argument? It's funny because I'm going to be be guess, based on what you just said, that you'll be dismissive of it. What do you make of the argument from some that if you added a Derrick Henry to this Ravens team, and, and part of this is just that we know the Titans look like a team that's selling, that, boy, they'd be almost unstoppable offensively at that point. Um, I mean, I feel like Henry hasn't been himself this year. He's getting older. And what really makes the running game work is the offensive line and the fear of Lamar Jackson. So, I mean, I wouldn't give up much for Derrick Henry if I were them. That's Listen, we're, I'm an analytics guy, no, right? No, I get we're, it. You're taking emotion out of it. I understand that. I appreciate Yeah, we're so, all down on running backs. It's just part of our gig. Uh, <laughs> right. Oh, boy, they probably hate you. You've probably gotten some messages from some running backs over the years. Would it be at all would it be at all different if we were talking about more of a pass catch? Like if we if we shifted the conversation to Saquon Barkley, would that change the conversation at all because of his value as a pass catcher? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think absolutely. A, a running back who was more of a pass catcher out of the backfield uh would probably bring more to the Ravens as they are currently constructed than a jackhammer uh coming out of the backfield who's going to get the same holes and freedom that Edwards and Hill get. Let me go back to what you said about edge rush, too, because this is a fair point that was brought up by a listener. You said depth. It sounds like what you're saying is you wouldn't, and I don't even know, especially after the Vikings lost, like I don't know that Daniil Hunter is on the or since they've won. I don't know that Daniil Hunter is on the market, and I don't know what Brian Burns' story is, but it sounds like you're saying that it would be more of a priority to just add more and not necessarily add in top end of the edge rush market. I think it depends on what the injury status is with the youngsters. Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm in New England, so I know Kyle Van Noy very well. And Kyle Van Noy should not be a starting edge rusher at this point. So, like, I mean, you replace that with Brian Burns and Van Noy becomes a rotational guy or something, that's amazing. But, you know, how much is that going to cost you? That's going to cost you a lot. 
No, I mean, look, man, we we we, we let us dream, Aaron. <laughs> let us dream of that possibility. Uh, but you're right; it would certainly cost you a lot. And I know Danico Audrey's name has been out there a little bit. Who's been having a good season? I mean, I would rather, I would rather, if I was the Ravens, I would rather build depth in a couple places probably than get that one stud edge rusher because you should hopefully have the youngsters coming back. And there are other places where they could use some depth, like safety. You know, in case of an injury, you know, uh, uh, in, uh, inside linebacker in case of an injury. So, um, you know, a couple of depth pieces would cost less and would probably go a good amount. All right. The, the other thing I wanted to bring up with you, and I don't know if there's a way, can you get a sense early on from numbers of the impact that Todd Munkin has had? Can you start to define what it's done for the Baltimore Ravens for <laughs> him to bring in the new, the new offense? Probably if you looked at stuff like um, splits by personnel group and a use of play action, but I don't have any of that stuff in front of me right okay. now. Okay, I, so, I understand uh, that. Can, can, people, can people get a sense? Sure, yes, right? can I get a sense this minute? No. <laughs> You're saying there's ways to go about doing it. Um, yeah. it's, it's just not the ways that we have in front of us. So right. I, not, feel, not what's on my computer screen right now. It right. feels like, though, the big takeaway from our conversation, Aaron, is that like this, this isn't fluky what the Ravens have done. That what happened, as you said, this is not necessarily one game, that they are a team that's playing really good football. And, again, health being the – this is the NFL, right? Like health is the thing, and particularly, you know us, we've dealt, dealt with it significantly in Baltimore the last couple of years. But if there's reasonable health, there's reason to believe that this – can continue they can continue to perform at a high level yeah i mean listen offense is more predictive than defense right so you'd rather be better on offense than defense and so far this year they've been better on defense but it's not a very big difference they've been really good at both offense and defense and like i said the special team should get better and that's always this kind of hidden weapon that baltimore has that other teams don't have so I mean, remember, they're the only team that can throw a kicker out there at basically any distance. Um, that's a great point. Although, for some reason, a couple weeks ago in Pittsburgh, they didn't want to throw him out there at the end of the half. That's a conversation for another day. Um, Aaron Schatz, I know I, I want people direct people towards FTN Network. What else can I plug for you, man? Yeah, so the website that has all the DVOA stats is ftnnetwork.com. Uh, sorry, ftnfantasy.com. ftnfantasy.com slash DVOA. Or you can follow me on either Twitter or Threads at A-S-C-H-A-T-Z-N-F-L. That's A-Shots-N-F-L. I don't, is it Shots? I am so sorry, Aaron. What a jerk I am. Yeah, I didn't get to correct you before we went on the air. It Aaron, is Shots. I yeah. am so sorry that I never knew. Oh, man, I think we've done this like five times, too, and I'm a jerk every time. Gosh. All right, well... Uh, for, there'll be Hebrew pronunciation letter, uh, uh, lessons later. I appreciate that. Aaron Schatz, I promise you I'll never get it wrong again. That is a <laughs> solemn promise that I make to you, sir, and I apologize for that. All uh, good, man. Always appreciate our conversations. Thanks for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. All right. Thanks for having me on, dude. Aaron Schatz, uh, now with uh, FTN Network and FTNFantasy.com. <sighs> Boy, he's been a regular with us over the years. And we have butchered it each time. Well, what a jerk we are. What a jerk. What jerks we are. Yeah. Shows how much nicer of a guy he is. Yeah, you know, well, no. To but continuously I, come on. I'd like to have gotten that right. That would have been, been nice to have gotten yeah. it right. 
Yeah, right now, um, the numbers, uh, Ravens, the number five DVOA offense, the number two DVOA defense, and that combines to be the number one DVOA team in football with a number 18 special teams rank. The uh, top five in DVOA right now, number one, the Ravens, two, the 49ers, three, the Chiefs, four, the Bills, five, the Lions. So the Eagles, not considered a top five DVOA team. These types of things fascinate me. But you can check out more about that at ftnfantasy.com. All right. Uh, today's show brought to you by the Stand the Fan Variety Hour. If you missed Stand the Fan, Charles, Ross Grimsley, Luke Jackson, talking baseball with you on Monday, go find it right now. Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports. Click on the Videos tab. Go to YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline or PressBoxOnline.com slash video. Stand the Fan, Ross Grimsley, Luke Jackson, talking baseball every Monday. Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports. When we come back in, we'll get a tidbit and tubio to wrap it up for a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of GCR. Come for a game, stay for everything else. Book an unforgettable fall getaway in Charm City. Enjoy only in Baltimore festivals, mouthwatering eats, and endless entertainment. Treat yourself to a staycation in the heart of downtown or try one of the city's many charming neighborhood hotels. And don't miss out on packages for free parking, breakfast, and more. Plan your stay at baltimore.org slash hotels. Why bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, try your hand with the local book, Superbook Sports, this fall. Superbook Sports is the book next door. Just a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now, Superbook will give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use the promo code GlennClark23, G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K-2-3. So bet with the best. And use the promo code GlennClark23 this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Six chicken tenders made from fresh, never-frozen Royal Farms world-famous chicken, a family-sized order of Western fries, honey mustard dipping sauce, and a two-liter bottle of Dr. Pepper. It's Royal Farms' new Tucker's Tenders Meal. It's Justin Tucker's favorite, and at only $19.99, it'll be your favorite meal, too. The new Tucker's Tenders Meal, available only at Royal Farms. Now you can kick back, relax, and eat like a champion. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. What's up, everyone? It's Tyus Bowser, and I've had so much fun hanging out with Rita and putting up with Glenn the last couple years that I've decided to do it again. Season three of the Tyus Bowser Show is happening this year as we'll be all over town, giving you the chance to get to know me and some of my teammates. As we talk football, life in general, and just say what needs to be said, you can find out more about the show by going to pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. If you don't live in the area, you can watch the shows live on Facebook and YouTube. And if you miss one, you can listen Friday nights at 105.7 The Fan. So we'll see you all season long for the Tyus Bowser Show. 
show. A partnership, a press box, and great ace memorabilia. The next Tyus Bowser show is Tuesday, November 7th at Guilford Home Brewery in Station North. It's brought to you by A.J. Michaels, Superbook Sports, and HelpMindGamblingProblem.org. What company has the expertise to make your home healthier by purifying your air and killing all viruses, allergens, and bacteria? A.J. Michaels. Heating and air conditioning in Baltimore and Annapolis, AJMichaels.com. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. Make sure you're tuned in every Tuesday for Pressbox Fantasy Football Analyst Joe Serpico to get you ready for your Waiver Wire Wednesday, brought to you by Live Casino and Hotel. And if you have other fantasies you want fulfilled, subscribe to Glenn and Jeremy Kahn's OnlyFans page at... Wait, are people supposed to know about that? All right, back in here as we wind down for a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of GCR. So you said uh, you would rather the you would rather go with Damakong Su instead of I creating. think so. I th- I, I think so. Yeah. I like I'm in a really tough place with this one, right? Because I feel like we're almost allowing what Jadevian Clowney and Kyle Van Noy has done to manipulate us into the idea that like just keep bringing guys in off the street, right? Like. <laughs> Well, the Ravens, like it's almost like we're creating this world in which all of these things work. I Arthur Millette, you know, like these guys. It's not the same thing. Um, I mean, these guys with Z- Ronald Darby, these guys with zero, you know. That's a massive difference between middle of the season, thirty-seven-year-old. The, the, the difference I mean, between he looks, he still looks. I, that's know, fine. I get he's an imposing-looking figure. I understand that, but he's a not an edge rusher, and and. B again hasn't played football. He you just him and Matt B in the middle. I, I get it. There's a lot to like there. I don't know how that would work out. I don't know how many snaps he would play. Yeah, I'm oh. torn because I guess what we're really saying is we just don't want the Ravens to trade away a second it, round pick. And I kind of get that. Although Montez Sweat is a hell of a football player, yeah. man. Like it, it gets so easily lost because Washington stinks. And like we all know, we all Chase Young's a sexy name because he was because of where he's drafted. Frankly, like let's be honest about this. We we obsess over it. Truth be told, which one of them has been the better NFL player? There's a reason why Montez Sweat's price is higher than Chase Young's price. But we Chase Young's name comes with the caveat of we've been paying attention to him. He was thought of extraordinarily highly going back to college. We've done this dance with... It, it's sort of why we still get excited. Like when Sammy Watkins shows up in Baltimore, we're like, oh, that's Sammy Watkins. Instead of being like, wow, this guy's not good. Like, this guy hasn't been helpful outside of one season in his career. Like, why are we acting like Sammy Watkins is a thing? But because we've been so used to, because he's so ingrained within us, going all the way back to college and being a high draft pick and all the expectations, we did this bit where when the Ravens signed Sammy Watkins, we were like, whoa, wow. And the truth was, as a football player, he wasn't much of an NFL player. Um, Which isn't to say that Chase Young isn't much of an NFL player. Chase Young, when he's been healthy, has been pretty good. Part of his problem is he hasn't been healthy. The, you know, that's a big part of the story. Montez Sweat has been excellent. He's been damn good. And probably worthy of a second-round pick, particularly if, you're going to be able to sign him to keep him around for a little while. And that's, that is the most tricky part about this, isn't it? 
right? Like that's the the part that makes you think about it and you struggle with because you say, are are you going to be able to commit? Montez Sweat already five and a half sacks this year, eight sacks a year ago. He was not healthy for the entirety of 2021. In 2020, he had nine sacks. Despite the fact that he's a D end, he's not and uh, he's not a rush backer. He's a complete player that 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 puts up good numbers. I know those aren't 20 sacks. I understand they're not overwhelming numbers. I'm not pretending like Montez Sweat is TJ Watt. He's a different thing. Montez Sweat is probably worth, in, in the same way that m- numbers couldn't fully define Roquan Smith, Montez Sweat is probably worth giving up a second-round pick for. I think our trepidation is, can the Ravens be a team in the Lamar Jackson era that gives up contract era that gives up second round picks well, as ha- long as they can they resign them if they can resign them i'm open to it like, with the, I'm, with the I'm, flip I'm side being that if they it. don't that second round pick's going to turn into a third round pick right like that either they're going to sign him or they're going to get a third round compensatory pick back for montez sweat so was it with worth it to move back around in the nfl draft to get you know, a, a half a season plus the playoffs of Montez yeah. Sweat. If they win a Super Bowl, I guess. I mean, if they win a yeah. Super Bowl, obviously, but we can't know that today, of course. I am, I do struggle with this. I really do, right? I struggle with this one because there's... The thing with Sue is interesting because we talk about these veteran guys. Like, you, maybe there will be a fall-off with Van Noy and Clowney because they're older. But I don't know that Sue, Sue is will the come answer. Sue the second half. And, but I don't know that he's... Yeah. That, that you're assuming that that means that he's definitely able to come in and make an impact immediately, and I'm just not sure I can buy that. I, I understand why we're trepidatious about it. I think the better thought is to go ahead and trade that second-round pick for Montez Sweat, but I understand why we're struggling with it. Like, I do get it, and part of it I think we're clouded by – our judgment is clouded when it comes to these guys. To Aaron Schatz's point, like, the bigger story for the Ravens are is are Adafi o- is Adafi Owe going to get to a place where he can be more regularly consistent? Obviously, he had a nice strip sack last week. Can you count on him a little bit more? Can you get a Jabo back out on the field? And then if you're getting more from those guys, are you then not asking as much from Clowney and Van Noy? But if you can add Sweat into that mix, man, it's a, it's a hell of an option to add into the mix. I am I am not going to be opposed to it whatsoever. Yeah. I'm, and he's doing, I'm leaning more towards Sweat. I'm looking at Sue's, you know, what he did last it's year. It's over. There's yeah, a reason. I mean, he played about... 20-some snaps a game. He's a guy in the second at half this point. Like we're thinking of Ndamukong Sue. Again, This it's a very similar scenario, right? When we think of Ndamukong Sue, we think of guy that could have won the Heisman Trophy at Nebraska. We think about otherworldly talent and not what you actually are at this point, whereas what Montez Sweat is at this point is a damn good player. Number two, where are you at? Uh, the Diamondbacks versus the Orioles. <laughs> Uh, I, it's I, tough because you I get like, the opportunity to change ownership here. Yeah, I know it is tough, but I like wearing my Adley Rutschman jersey. I get it. We've these are our guys. This is the Buck Showalter thing. This is I like our guys. We they, we know them. They're our guys. They're the ones we fall in love with. But you could change ownership. Corbin Carroll's pretty good. He's very Andy's good. He's under contract. Brandon Brandon Fott looks like he's yeah, legitimate. Fott looks pretty good. I like Merrill Kelly. He's. A good I love pitcher. Merrill Kelly. That's it. Now that's the list. You get two pitchers in this deal. <laughs> Um, I don't remember who they started. Who was the other pitcher that they started? God, why am I not remembering? Uh, let's see. Who would they have Because they went with the one game, they went with the, the bullpen game. So mm, the, the yeah, Mant- we're getting Joel Mantiply. No, he's not a starter. That was I know, the I know. But who was but we're getting him. 
Oh, for God's sake! I'll find. Uh, Who was the other pitcher the they started? Oh, uh, Zach Gallon. What? Oh my God, we're oh, blanking yeah, Zach on Zach Gallon. Yeah, on Zach Gallon. Afterthought, Zach Gallon. What the hell is going on around here? Uh, but then we lose Carter Baumler. And I mean, that is true. Yeah, and he's got that cool Caitlin Clark story. Giving up in the process. We don't get the pool. I did have someone ask me that. No, we don't get to take the pool. The pool stays in Arizona. Mm, no, no, no. I didn't. I, I get. Oh. Yeah, I'll take new owners. I guess. Okay, I'll take new owners. You'll take new ownership. Yeah. This one's really tough for me. Yeah. Man, because I do get the value of like these are our guys and we love them. And, and by the way, it's coming in loaded with that, which is hilarious. Kettle Marte's pretty good. I do like Marte. Um. Uh, I, I mean, I like Moreno. I, li- I mean, there's a lot of guys that I like there, right? Like, Ginkle was good last night. He's very good. God, Seawald. Um, is Seawald around? Oh, sure. he's probably. Was he a rental? Yeah, he yeah, did trade for was him, a rental. So. Well, I don't know if he had. I guess he had to have been, or else why would the Mariners have been trading him? Um, South Frank is not good. Yeah, I mean, like, okay, I, I don't think they're low. I don't think it's overwhelming. It's a reason why we're all kind of stunned by the fact the Diamondbacks are here. Yeah. But there is a hell of a nucleus. That's a damn and good now they nucleus. have successful experience, yeah. Get new ownership out of it. It's tough, man. That's a tough. That's a tough thing. Uh, it's the the responses have come in overwhelmingly for keeping what we have. Really, they just like that. Yeah, is, because oh, they get Miguel Castro back. Yeah. I forgot that Miguel Ca- Miguel Castro is there. I forgot <laughs> yeah. about that. That's wild. I don't know if he pitched. He didn't pitch last night, but he pitched. Does Drew Jones still stink or? Um, I mean, he can't forever, because they've got they've got Jordan Lawler, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, they've got because that's the other part of it too. Is somebody's going to say, "Well, you'd be giving up Jackson Holiday mm-hmm. on top of everything you already have," but they've got Jordan Lawler. Though Drew Jones has kind of stunk, hasn't he? He like, he's he, been he's been beat up, I think. And yeah, when he's been around, he was his OPS was six eighty in one hundred fifty at bats this season. Not not great. So he's battled injuries and not great. All right, number three. Uh, would you rather so now you're this, going with new ownership as well? I think I'd, I think I'd have to, but I don't. I'm leaning that way. I'm I'm going to reserve well. my right to change my mind by the time we do the radio show tonight because <laughs> this is really difficult at the moment. That's where I'm leaning, but I, I might come back to like, but the preponderance of talent I still think might be greater in Baltimore, maybe, and that might yeah. be worth like I'm. It's tough, man, because the other thing, too, is Corbin Carroll's already proven it at the playoffs, whereas none of these dudes have done that in the playoffs yet. So, like, is there value in that, that you know Corbin Carroll is a clutch performer? I know it got off to a, a tough start, but, boy, when they needed him most, he's been a hero for them. So how much do you value that in the way that you measure these guys? So they have, like, the third best farm system, it looks like. Now what? What, the, what take, is the Orioles' know? farm system going to be ranked once uh, Jackson Holiday's up? Right, like yeah. that to me is I the mean, next. Probably still sot. Well, it's good, but definitely yeah. not at the top. No, oh, this is tough. I might end up coming back. God damn it! Who came up with this? You know what? Actually, they've dropped. I mean, yeah, they've dropped a little bit because that I was looking at their stat before Corbin Carroll graduated. So yeah, so they've dropped quite a bit actually. Let's see. Trying to find All right, like, fine, Orioles. I'm saying it. Stop. We got to move. We got to wrap up. Okay, okay. We got to. We got to finish this up today. I got to do a radio show tonight. Um. All right. Number three was the. Oh, well, you're the ter- you're the last person to ask because these actually do sound like fancy dinners for you. Sloppy <laughs> steaks. Yeah. No, sloppy. I was. I was. This one was the cheesecake factory of the Red oh, Lobster oh, yeah, thing. Yeah. 
Um, I, I'm gonna. Leave. Of course, as we all know, Griffin's first date would not be at Cheesecake Factory. It would be at, what's the name of the putt putt place? In, oh, uh, uh, oh were Island gonna, Green. Yeah. And where we're it's fr- one of the best crab cakes in Carroll County, apparently. At Island Green. Island that, Green. That's yes. the go-to Griff. If you want to go, ladies. Ladies. <laughs> Island Green's pretty good, man. Ladies. Are you still? Are you single? I don't know. Are uh, you single? Yeah. 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 Anything, anything going? Are you looking or? Are you? I mean, sure, always. Okay. Ladies. <laughs> You don't want to go to Cheesecake Factory on your first date. If you say no, look at this guy right here. Look at the camera. Look at look at look at this guy. Look at this fella. Solid young lad. National. That, everyone league, watching right now. Yeah. National champion. It's, it's, yeah, national champion. He's on his way up. He's got a lot of things going for him. Voice of Concordia Prep football. Voice Occasionally of, Stevenson. Yeah, occasionally uh, uh, sporadic Stevenson sports. Stevenson women's h- ice hockey. Ice hockey, yep, yeah. absolutely. They're going to be doing that. Every now and then, something else will pop up. Yeah. Look at him. Look at him. Look at him. You don't like Cheesecake Factory? You say that's not good enough for a first date? This man's not going to do that for you. He's taking you out for putt-putt and crab cakes at Island Greens. And you might say to yourself, it's starting to get cold. Oh, he's got a hoodie He'll let you have. He'll put his arm around you. It's going to be a special night, yeah. ladies. Inquire within. This young man's available. My Manchester um, Valley baseball sweatshirt is yours. Ooh, that's got to be a tough one well, to part ways with. Yours, yeah. But you'll you'll let yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would expect it back at the the end of the. But like for the evening, it could be yours, mm. ladies. Just consider that. Consider that. Now, Griffin, would you rather she wants to take you out? <laughs> She wants to. Dixie calls you. Right. Says, Island Green sounds great, but instead I want to do something special for you. Cheesecake Factory or Red Lobster? Probably Red Lobster. Really? Cheesecake Factory, in my experience, does. As we all know, the finest restaurant yeah, in does. Baltimore County. <laughs> as we are aware, where I proceeded to vomit for hours after our drinking show last year, we went out to a fine dining establishment and I had to excuse myself to go to the bathroom, and the boys, my sons followed me in, and then when I went into the back, because the bathrooms at the Cheesecake Factory are nice, right. baby, and when I went back and thought I had some privacy in order to evacuate, the boys somehow managed to slide underneath and come back and point it laugh at me while I was puking in the toilet at the Cheesecake Factory, and they thought it was from the uh, jelly beans. Which it was. Oh, we got to get the spicy jelly bean. Remind, remind me, we got to do that for this year. Okay. The, spicy uh, jelly bean? There's like fire or something like that. There's like a different mm. version of bamboozled. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm going to lean red, red Lobster. Definitely more affordable, so I don't have to feel. This isn't This isn't on you, dog. Well, she's Cheesecake taking... Factory. So, my you're the Cheesecake king. Factory you're does the go king straight here. through. Your queen is taking you out now. This is di- it's Cheesecake on, goes this sh- on Dixie's dime. It goes straight through. Oh, you're not going to disparage the greatness of the Cheesecake Factory by I mean, suggesting it causes diarrhea. We're not going to do that. In my experience. Oh, ridiculous. Um, and those cheesy rolls. That, oh, everybody loves those Cheddar Bay biscuits. Yeah. I'm not a bread eater, so it's not my thing. Mm. Uh, I, I hate saying it. Like I always look at the menu and say, how could they make so many things at this place? <laughs> Like how is the how is there an Asian page now? Like it's reading a damn book every time I go to the Cheesecake Factory, but I tend to find something pretty tasty every time I go. And even though I don't eat I don't eat dessert any longer, I don't eat. I still think the answer for me is going to yeah, end up being cheesecake, the cheesecake for dessert. You could go to Red cheesecake. Lobster. No, you don't get the you don't get to do it that way. You don't get to have a Cheesecake Factory. No, you would have to order the Red Lobster dessert. I don't even know what they have for dessert at Red Lobster. Nah, but I'll you got to order it there. 
You're good then. <laughs> All right, and then uh, the uh, the it's it's the pot it's seaweed with pasta sa- sauce, or steak smothered in uh, grape jelly. Seaweed with pasta sauce. Yes. Yeah, what was with the pasta. other thing? That you, the, the other thing I said cheese cottage mustard. cheese and mustard. That was the wrong. I picked the wrong one. That's not really a meal. <laughs> seaweed with pasta sauce. I mean, or, or steak smothered in grape jelly. This is from uh, Uber Eats Cravings Report that they put out recently of things that people actually have ordered. Seaweed. So, is it like, like? Well, I guess people eat seaweed. Yes. Yeah. Seaweed salad is quite. Ta- In fact, I've had a couple people make the comparison for me. Like, how different would this actually be than like zucchini noodles, zoodles? Mm. And I would argue different. Different, just a consistency. And I don't think of, I'd love that either. What you don't like? You've never done like pasta with zoodles? No, no, yeah, yeah I have, but like you know, it's not. It's not I the same. I just rather, just rather pasta. Oh, oh god. Yeah, you're, I mean, you're, this is because you're 22 or whatever you are. <laughs> you don't understand it. Like your body is just not going to be able to do this. Yeah, I know. Forever. Well, yeah. So I'm gonna. There's gonna be a day. Cherish these. There's gonna be a day where you're gonna wake up. I already and can't handle say, cheesecake factory. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's a weird bit too. Um, I, I. I I guess the seaweed and pasta sauce because it sounds I don't know I mean I get the steak how much jelly is on this oh it's smothered it's absolutely smothered in grape jelly and there's no I've already had people you think you think that that's going to be a more palatable combination or is it more that you don't want to ruin something because I to me I don't want to have the last I I would almost be afraid that's a good point too though I like that point so yeah I don't want to know if I eat a bite of steak and grape jelly and say to myself might be on to something here. My, I don't want to have that thought go through my mind the next time I have steak, like, you know what this could use? Some grape jelly. I don't want to do that. <laughs> so we're not even going to tempt fate in any way that well. And I am, too, going to go with the seaweed and yeah, pasta seaweeds. Seaweed. All right, very good. That's Would You Rather Wednesday. Again, somebody's going to win a T-shirt of their choice from Birdland Sports. Would You Rather Wednesday brought to you this week by the print issue of PressBox, which is available for free at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find PressBox. Read it all, PressBoxOnline.com. Tubular is brought to you by your local Toyota dealer, by a Toyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Uh, where do I want to start here? The D-backs. They are the second team in baseball history to reach the World Series after having a negative run differential during the regular season. They join this team with a negative run differential during the regular season. I guess you probably... To, to, wait, say, that, say it again? They are the second team ever yeah. to reach the World Series with a negative run differential in the regular season. In the regular season. The, the other 69 team... 69 Mets? No. The other team did go on to win the, the World, World Series. Series. Why do I not remember? It was... Hang on. Okay. Hang on. Late 80s. Sh- what, what, you you thought cannot you were get keep it? it in your pants. You thought you were going to get it? I, I I don't know. Maybe. All right. God, you can't, you can't keep it in your pants. <sighs> All right, I don't remember. Nineteen, nineteen eighty-seven Twins. Ah, they won the World Series. They, they did. did win the World mm-hmm. Series. Uh, teams facing elimination at home this postseason are zero and five. Zero and five. You do not want to be facing elimination and be the home team. The Phillies lost the NLCS. Astros lost the, lost the ALCS. Twins in the ALDS lost facing elimination uh, against the uh, Astros. Brewers in the wild card and the Rays in the wild card as well. All zero and five. <sighs> 
this playoff season. Really weird, man. Yeah. Jokic is the third reigning uh, Finals MVP to open the season with a triple double. I mean, let's all due respect. Let's talk about the only Eastern European player that matters. Yusuf Nurkic, baby. Viva. Viva Los Suns. How about that? Didn't what a even... call. What a call at the end of the game. Everybody's paying attention to Devin Booker. Slips right off the pick and roll. Wide open Nurkic in the paint to finish off the Warriors. Go F yourselves. The greatest trade in basketball history. Just like I always said, Yusuf Nurkic is the single most important player in the NBA today. Everybody knows that. Maybe. We'll see. Didn't even need Bradley Beal. Didn't need him. Didn't need him. Save him up. Save him up. Don't don't waste these games. The two other. You're only gonna get like 27 out of them. The two Let's other. Pick the right 27. Obviously, the in season yeah. tournament. I think that we all know. <laughs> Jesus. Gotta God. win the. Are they're they calling? So, like, are they calling that something? Are they calling it like you know? The, I don't know. They they God the, the damn. Cup or something. They have Van Gundy on TNT last night. Like, well, you know, I mean, they add some excitement. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I understand you can't go on an NBA game and just say, "Hey, this is stupid." But like the the um, they better be getting paid more to pretend like anybody gives a rat's ass about this. Go ahead. Uh, the other two reigning MVP Finals MVPs to get a triple double on opening night. Sure, LeBron. The, yep. Yes. Me. LeBron in 2016. And Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson, yeah. of course. I yeah, like you that. knew. I mean, they get triple. They're guys that got triple doubles, so that's sort of <laughs> what I was working with. Corbin Carroll, uh, future, I guess now Oriole. Corbin Carroll. Uh, right, well, no, you said, or no, you did. You did yes, end up making yes, the switch. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Right, so but our, not yet. In ten days after the World Series right. is over, our favorite Oriole, Corbin Carroll, second youngest player in baseball history, with three hits and two stolen bases in a playoff game. He joins. The only guy younger to do this, 1908. Oh, God. If if you said it was 1908, I would have gotten it immediately. But you, let me see if you know it. (laughs) I mean. Who was it? uh, At 21 years old, Ty Cobb. Oh, okay. He's the only player younger to do this. Noted good guy. What happened to Ty Cobb? Do I know? Ty Cobb's a giant piece of ass. Why? Oh, come on. How do I not Read a book. I guess. Uh, Philadelphia, the city of Philadelphia, has now lost seven straight Seven straight game sevens. 76ers have lost four straight. The Flyers have lost two straight. And the Phillies, of course, have now lost that. This is the, this was their first game seven. Uh, they've lost that one. So seven straight game seven losses, which is the most by any metro area in uh, baseball, hockey, and uh, basketball history. So tough tough days for the for Philly fans. Plus the Eagles lost the Super Bowl. Did you include the union in there? Did, uh, no. I they, they lost the MLS Cup last year. Really? Yes. Well, this was game seven. This was like just oh, for game had seven. to be. Yeah, 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 but I'm just right. throwing the Eagles in there as well. So, yeah, Philly Union. Yeah, okay. So, if you're going to throw the Eagles in, then you should yeah, yeah. mention the Philly Union as well. Uh, let's see. Tua has, is leading the NFL in pass yards and pass TDs and the NFL's number one scoring team in total offense. Uh, over So, over the past four decades, there have been, um, let me see here, one, two, three, four, five. Six other uh, quarterbacks to do this to to have the you know the top offense and also be leading and lead the league in touchdowns and yards. Uh, the all the others went on to win either MVP or Offensive Player of the Year. Can you name well, the other for, guys? Those guys did it for seventeen weeks, not for yeah yeah. Well, this is seven. Well, yeah, this, this is my different. stat today. All right, led the NFL in touchdown passes, t- uh, yards, and they ha- they were on the number one offense. Mm-hmm. Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner. Yes. How many total were there? There are six more, so you have five left now. Peyton. Yes. Uh, Rodgers. 
Not Aaron Rodgers. That's surprising Brady. Uh, yes. Tom Brady in 2007. Um, that actually does get tricky from here. So it's it's probably not Cam Newton. No, not not it's, Cam Newton. It's definitely not Lamar Jackson. No. <sighs> Could yeah, I guess no. What? I was trying to think like in 2019. I guess no, they didn't lead in passing. No. Yeah, exactly. That's Ran the ball all the time. Yeah. Marino. Yes. Dan Marino, 1984, with the old Dolphins. Favre. Not Favre. Uh, Montana. Not Montana. Yikes. Elway. Not Elway. Too far back. Too far back. Too far back. And they all won MVP? Uh the one one the, the one that you haven't named yet, one offensive player of the year. You expect me to remember who Well, I mean you need Did I say Rafflesberger? Not Rafflesberger. It was do you want the year for that guy? Sure. Two thousand eight. God damn it. Uh, 2008. That was the year that Brady was hurt. That was a Steelers-Cardinals Super Bowl. We've already named Kurt Warner. We've already named Ben Roethlisberger. The Titans uh, were the number one seed in the AFC. Yeah, I guess that was. Why? Huh. Why? Uh, so the following, I guess the following year was when this guy's team made the Super Bowl. This guy's team made the Super Bowl. Drew Brees. Yeah, Drew yeah, Brees. Drew Brees. Drew Brees yeah, in 2008 with the me. Saints. And then most recently... Most recently, most recently. In fact, very recently. Oh, Mahomes. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes last year well, won MVP, not, top you know, offense. Doing? There you go. Tua looking to join that group. It's a, it's a heck the, of a group. If the Dolphins can keep it up. Not really an anomaly in that group. Yeah. Pretty much just the best quarterbacks. That's right. why. So Tua, best quarterback. Hey, yeah. I don't know about that. It's seven games. You keep it in your pants. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Uh, Tidbit was also brought to you by uh, Superbook Sports. Use the code Clark 23 when you sign up. Get to up to $250 in a same-day first bet match, win or lose. Superbook.com or download the Superbook app. Use that code, GlennClark23. Tubular brought to you by the Baltimore County Police Department this Saturday for the hiring event and community event. The Public Safety Building, 700 East Joppa Road in Towson. Go through the written test, the agility test, the application, all the hiring process. Plus, in the afternoon... It's the second annual Trunk or Treat event. Nice, safe location for you to bring the kids, get them in their costumes. 410-887-4584 or 410-887-5542 if you want information or join BaltimoreCountyPD.com to find out more. If you hate yourself, the Wizards play their season open tonight at 7 o'clock against the Pacers on Nothing else on, so yeah. MNMT. Uh, I would watch anything else. I would listen to 105.7 The Fan is what I would do. ESPN's what ESPN ESPN's got uh, Celtics Knicks at seven o'clock and then uh, Victor Wembanyama's actual debut tonight at nine thirty as the Spurs host the Mavericks. Mm. TNT Capitals Devils at seven thirty as Drew said bet it all on the Capital or sorry on the Devils <laughs> don't definitely yeah. not on the Capitals. Uh, college football tonight CBS Sports Network Jacksonville State Florida International at seven ESPN two UTEP Sam Houston at eight TBS for AW Dynamite at eight anything non sports wise Survivor new episode uh, Talking Heads will be on Colbert tonight ah, at eleven thirty uh, what else do I want to talk about here uh, Oh Nikki Glazer and Wayne Knight are going one on one in the one hundred thousand dollar pyramid No No on ABC No. 
I was interested when you said Nikki Glaser and Wayne Knight. Then you made it much less interesting. Well, it'll still be. I would be interested in watching them do anything other than that. <laughs> and then the documentary on Netflix, uh, Life on Our Planet, and it is Steven Spielberg directed and narrated by Morgan Freeman. It's like a dinosaur okay. doc kind of thing. I saw there's a trailer out today for the new season of Fargo. Mm. So I guess we're getting at least a little bit of content, and then maybe somewhere around like January is when yeah. we'll run out of content for a little while. and. I have to get by at that point. I'm not sure exactly, but the new trailer for Fargo, and I'm excited about that. All right, very good. Thanks today to uh, Roland Lazenby. Thanks to Aaron Schatz. Thanks also to Pete Medhurst and, I guess, to Drew Forrester. We'll get it all up in the Greatest Hits section of the Oh, my God, it's so good. tab at glennclarkradio.com. Tomorrow on the program, Baltimore native Victor Demukeji, now uh, an edge rusher for the Arizona Cardinals, will join us before Ravens Cardinals. Um, uh, Dan, Mnucci. Dan Mnucci, my buddy from out in Arizona, uh, former NFL quarterback, talk show host on Fox Sports 910 out there. Obviously, we'll talk about the Cardinals, but we'll probably just talk about the Diamondbacks, too, because why wouldn't we? He was texting me late last night, snakes alive! <laughs> I'm in that awkward spot where like I'm happy for them because I, I do have good mo- fond memories and the Diamondbacks treated me well, but like this should be us! <laughs> Um, you could ask him the question if he'd rather. Right. If, well, if, like, see if the Orioles. I know that he's paying that much of attention. To, yeah. um, oh, Mike Tannenbaum? We doing yes, that? Yes, Mike Tannenbaum uh, from ESPN, and of course, former NFL GM. And yeah, picks with KZ all tomorrow on the program. Thanks to everybody at Pressbox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including Live Casino and Hotel, the Maryland Five Star, AJ Michaels, Baltimore County Police Department, Royal Farms, Costas Inn, Superbook Sports, Hartford County, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass. Follow us Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Wednesday evening. I'll be with you 6 to 9 tonight on 105.7 The Fan. No, do we care? Oh, no, we don't care about anybody tonight. Duke Go sucks. Whiz. No.